I would travel down to hell and wrestle a film away from the devil if it was necessary. Werner Herzog. Ladies and gentlemen, variations thereupon. My name is Stig, and this is Modern Escapism. Hello everyone and thank you again for tuning in for another episode of Modern Escapism. This week I am in the hot seat and I am joined by Oodles. Greetings and salutations. Biggie. Good evening. And Dumican. Good evening. Well, last week's episode was certainly an eye-opener and it was a hell of a lot of fun <laughs> to record and a hell of a lot of fun to listen back to and we've had some great feedback for that episode so to take us into back in time biggie is going to read that for us that's right so uh, feedback this week we've got the real rider at under uh, rider underscore five 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 absolutely fantastic episode this week fellas was howling at oodles confession and yes prince of thieves is a cracker also it's not, it's not. <laughs> also gadget two words one punch um not seen that so i don't know what that's about one punch man boof uh, Jesus, this week's podcast was funny. Oodles, you need professional help, my friend. <laughs> Although I did actually think Thatcher was an adult film star as she fucked thousands of minors in her career. <laughs> Sick, <bro. laughs> then we had from Rob McIlroy at Rob Sharp. Oodles really owning the guilty pleasure section. Fair play. I'm also a big fan of Fast and Furious and another guilty pleasure of mine would be the Saw movies. Seriously, binge watch them. Excellent show oh, yeah. this week, guys. Now I want a filthy, dirty kebab. Yes. Oh, <laughs> a lovely kebab. So, watching Saw and eating a kebab sober. Yeah, yeah. That, is a, that is a guilty pleasure and a half. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, and then we have an email from John Lister. Uh, I recently found your podcast and have thoroughly enjoyed the few episodes I've listened to so far. I find you relaxed. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I was just saying thank you. Oh. <laughs> I find your relaxed <laughs> conversational tone words perfectly for tinkering in my workshop while machining and forging. Following your recent... Forging what? Signatures? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not very clear, that is. It could be anything. <laughs> Following your most recent episode, I wanted to recommend two pieces of media based on flowers for Algonon, one rather more serious than the other. The first is an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The episode yep. Flowers for Charlie from season nine has the group's literate janitor participating in a scientific experiment to increase his intelligence. That's a good show, though. I love that. Oh, it's, it's so just like the Nutty Professor, that episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not. But that episode is absolutely brilliant. It is great. Like, it is such. I mean, this whole show is brilliant. I'd, I'd suggest anyone watch that show because it's, it's. I do it's like how quick genius. the episodes are on that, that yeah. program as well. It's like, boom, you're in. I'm not sure if I've yeah. seen that episode. I'll have to uh, go back and uh, check. I don't think I've got as far as season nine. Uh, the second is the film Awakenings. This is such a good shout. Starring Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. It is a fictionalised account of Oliver Sacks' memoir in which a doctor attempts to treat a group of catonic patients suffering from a sickness that has left them in comas for several decades. 
This film covers several of the same themes as Flowers. I will warn you that it is one of the few films that has made me ugly cry uncontrollably. Mm, wow, I've, I've never, I've never heard, heard of that. Have no, 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 no one's seen this. I've no, not. No, it's definitely going on the yeah, uh, list. Though. I want to see it after that. It, it, yeah. It's brilliant. The acting is brilliant, and Robbie Williams is really restrained in this movie. He's as a doctor. He's, he's when just, he when 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 Robin yeah. Williams did Straight, I think he was brilliant. Yeah. Like remembering Goodwill Hunting and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, so good. And, and they're all good. Everyone's good in this movie, but yeah, particularly yeah. De Niro and Williams. Uh, we also heard from Terrestrial Extra um, at Terrestrial Extra. Hi, I'm new to the show and loving it. Still can't tell your lovely northern accents apart yet, so whoever recommended 12 Angry Men, thanks. Top film. Well, I've really that put a me. spatter in the works with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. basically to, to differentiate the northern accents, I say A up, Stig says hello, and uh, Gadget <laughs> says I'll read, and Doomy says, uh, what do you say? Um... Probably pancake or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and we're talking about what the correct term is for that. That's what I'll say. Jeebus just just has the bad takes, so that's the north. Uh, then we have uh, X Ben Blaster X. Uh, what's this whole podcast? Just a long con for Oodles to sell me expensive phones. That's the plan. <laughs> Oodles, <laughs> if me you sign you up today. <laughs> yeah. Oodles, if you like the South Park musical, then you have to have to see the Book of Mormon. I saw it in London. I was almost sick from laughing. Do you know yeah. that's the one thing that's got away from it? I've not been able to see it. I don't think they've released it either, have they? As a no, it's watch not on like, DVD. No, I, I really want to watch this because I'm a huge I fan do. of South, South Park. A few, and a few of my friends guys. have been to see it, and I've just been like, oh, come on, I'd love to see it. But yeah, not Sorry, they were due to tour with it. Um, mm. either this year or next year obviously for obvious reasons that's not happening so yep. you know when it when it when we can do it I'm, I'm definitely going to try and go and see it yeah definitely and it's probably going to be probably quite big places now though isn't it you, yeah. big theatres rather than the smaller ones maybe there's, there's a few near us to be honest so yeah I'd love to catch that though I've seen so many good reviews of it uh, we then heard from uh, Deadbeat Punk uh, poor Oodles, you're in a shame-free environment, lad. You nibble your toes to your heart's content. Thanks, mate. He then went on to say, the highlight is still, was Han's surname really solo? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. He's just, I thought like, everyone it, knew that. that it's literally like, brilliant. like a minute later, all of a sudden it just clicked with him. He's like, hang on, is Han's surname really solo? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Considering Keepers jo- love Star Wars so much, do you think he would have picked that up? Yeah. Even make a joke about <laughs> it in the film. Yeah. Such a traditional Asian name as well, Han Solo. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we then had uh, Nimrod Hicks. Um, okay, I listened to this week's episode today whilst driving, by the way. Nearly died twice. Oodles, I oh, no. thought I was being open with my internet me time comment, but only watching porn for the comments. Wow. Great episode, lads. Keep it up. What is next week's theme? Also, props to Gadget for using the word unique without prefacing it with fairly, etc. Can't abide with people that do that. <laughs> That's a fairly unique uh, observation there. <laughs> it really is. Um, I, I seem to have um, captured the hearts and minds of the nation last week. I really, I would, like I say, I was just being candid and 
I'm glad I'm glad I've touched you all. And if you'd allow me to touch you again. <laughs> I felt yeah, the show nice was, choice of words there. It was building up. You could feel it building up. So then when it came well, to your if, section, it was just something else. I want everyone. If, if you hang around as well for another 30, 40 minutes, then you'll find out what this week's uh, what this week's theme is as well. Or, or you can just read the show now and let it spoiled for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a couple more. Um, we heard from Christine Dowie, uh, OMG Oodles and Porn. <laughs> then in caps, <laughs> toenails. <laughs> and then he reads the last page. What the fuck? <laughs> I re- I, I, like I said, I've captured the hearts, haven't I? I really have. Uh, I'm, on to say I'm deeply touched that I've affected you all this way. Mom, Mama Gadget is a big, uh, big fan of uh, Oodles. Yeah, I think yeah. we need to have a, like a parental advisory sticker on our uh, podcast. We uh, definitely have. Just we already have parental advisory just on noodles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just on yeah. Look, look, right. <laughs> that was a top. You gave you you get you guys gave me the topic and I delivered. When, when we have like you know you have to put an E for explicit. We should also have an O for episodes. Oodles is on just so people can uh, come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till his um, New Year's resolutions podcast. It's gonna be incredible. As you finally went on to say, uh, poor Jeebus, he couldn't follow Oodles. His guilty places are totally normal. We were hysterical <laughs> listening to Oodles. And then finally, Monk's boy, fabulous editing on the Avril part. I mean, couldn't have been a more tuneful singer over <laughs> the original track you were going to sound off. Bless him. I love that. I love thank it. It was you such for, a surprise as well. Thank you for acknowledging my singing. Yeah, what, what, what are you singing this week, Stig? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've not even thought about I, it. I mean, singing's a strong word, really, to describe what happened. You were just shouting it. No, that was that was singing. Monk's voice. You're on the spot. If you if you get if you get me on the karaoke, then one day you might see uh, you might see a bit different, something a bit different. Mm, notes for meet and greet karaoke. Mm-hmm. You might pe- oh, see yeah. people seriously uh, consider social distancing. Then um, he also <laughs> adds. <a> <laughs> Monk's boy says he also adds "fuck me" oodles in his feet. And that is it. <laughs> Always a lovely feet. Yeah, some uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant feedback there. Uh, like I said, that that uh, that episode absolutely banged. So uh, it was such a fun episode. Uh, I loved listening partic- to it. I did a particular delight. Um, I didn't mean to do anything special or extraordinary. It was just like I say, it's just me. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Just, just me, guys. Uh, brilliant so thank you everyone who uh, messages in with uh, feedback for last week's episode Uh, we're now going to head over to the Nexus and talk about what we've been doing this week Uh, first we're going to start with Oodles what have you been up to right so this week I've been biting my toenails no I haven't I haven't really Um, yes you are (laughs) I have a little bit (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to talk about my um, odyssey with laptops and technology but i'm going to leave that for an episode where i can scream at a microphone but basically i've destroyed a laptop today without physically hurting it but moving on uh, i want to talk about a a little game that captured all our hearts really and surprised me more than any game Surprised me in a long time. It's called Among Us. Have you heard of it? <laughs> what, what's that? Basically, it's a game that Stig is really bad at. Uh, no, I I pr- proved this week. I, I was really bad on the stream. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, 
deny that, but I can win, and I proved that the other night. I can win. What, with one screenshot, you proved that? Mm. No, I've got video. <laughs> if you need the video evidence, I will give you the video evidence. But I was, I was so, terrible. But. Obviously, you can, you can go and watch our stream of it on our YouTube, but I thought I'd dis- I want to discuss it a little bit more before we do, uh, be- before you do, and be- before we ever play it again. So what it is, it's... It's, I think they call it isometric multiplayer, don't they? Where you're all in there together. You're not it, basically in a little spaceship. It's two. It's two D, not two point five D type affair. It looks like a flash game, doesn't it? Yeah. And um, basically, there's. I think, is it up to ten people you can have on your team? Yeah, you can yeah, have four sessions, like in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So we obviously had six, and one of the six is the imposter or the murderer or the potential murderer or someone that just should not be there and everyone else doesn't know and it's a secret obviously you've got to basically the imposter's job is to blend in like john carpenter's the thing but oh, less alien vibes from that i really did yeah it's it, it, it's it's weird and t- i mean watching our video while playing it yourself you get that feel because i'd never played it at all and i was confused and i think jeebus was the same as me we were both like Two old men, like, what do we do? What's the aim? And and it, like like Stig said, the aim is survive or kill. It's a, it's it's the simplest format, but he doesn't look it from the off when you first set up. You, you you're waiting in the little lobby, then the leader of the party. You you get involved. You start doing your tasks. If you're not the imposter, you basically got to get to. I don't even know if there's a backstory in that game. You've just got to get from A to B. No, you're completing you, tasks. You, you basically, yeah, like anyone who isn't the imposter has to do a series of tasks before the imposter kills them, or you work out who the imposter is. Uh, if you do all of your tasks before they've managed to kill everyone, then you win. You could, yeah, if 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 you're quick enough, and and obviously there's cooldown times and stuff, you could just kill everyone in one go if they don't notice. But the chances of that happening is very slim because people are going to notice. Because the tasks, this is this is what I I like I like about the game. The tasks seem to get you. Everywhere in the ship, if if you if you're following the task and you're doing it properly, you will stumble across a body. I mean, the first few times I didn't realise it was a body. I was just stepping over it, <laughs> just ignoring it. It's but, it's literally like a pair of legs with a bone sticking out of it. What right, else yeah, could yeah. it be? <laughs> it could be dinner. I don't know. But what I what I really want to discuss about it more than the actual game itself is how it made me feel about games and multiplayer because i'm not a big multiplayer gamer i play a bit of rocket league now and again but this it sparked something in my my little dark heart it made me feel like this 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 is the future this is this is what gaming is all about now it's about fun ultimately but fun in a social aspect so it was the first time in in this lockdown slash pandemic that i didn't feel like I'd miss my friends, if you get what I mean. I'm not trying to be sombre or anything, but I felt like I was really socialising. <laughs> I mean, I know that we do this podcast every week and stuff, and we have a lovely community, but it just made me feel warm inside. Yeah. You get me? Yeah, it's a great game for, um, I mean, even though for about 60% of the time you're not talking, are you, because you're running around, you, yeah. have to stay, you have to stay silent in between tasks until yeah. someone finds a body or rep- or presses the report button. But yeah, I mm-hmm. get that, like having, you know, just having the, a bit of a laugh and a bit of joke and trying to figure out who the imposter yeah. is, is just, it's so much fun. 
I think that's what makes it special as well, because you don't talk, you're doing your tasks and you're probably talking to yourself, or if you're me, you're singing and stuff like that. Uh, but it makes, when you go to the meetings or you find a, a body or you need to discuss with everyone, it makes that a little bit more special because you only get a couple of minutes to chat and laugh and... Accuse. And basic accuse, yeah, point a finger yeah. at Stig. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it just, it's just really warmed my little heart this week and we got really good feedback from people that watched it and stuff like that. I just, I just wanted to chat about it to like flag it up really and, and say thanks and thanks for pushing us to do that, Stig, even though you're terrible at it. I'm not <laughs> terrible. I just had a bad night. I had an off night and I know I why. I'm... After I watched it back, I know why. After, <laughs> um, after, uh, uh, Jeebus pointed out why and the tells. I was it's like, because, oh, okay, that and, and this sense. is not a bad thing, my friend. It's because you're a bad liar. <laughs> no, There's like, nothing honestly, wrong with that. I played the other night on, and I absolutely killed at it. And I got through everyone, but that, that one, it was just, I couldn't. When I, when I got accused, especially like Jeebus was like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> and then no one was listening to me either. Like, if you watch that back, he says stuff and then he contradicts himself and everyone just ignored it. But went for me, yeah. and you were right. You you got me. That you know, so you got the right result. But I was trying to push you towards him. Mm. But he's just so calm and collective, I, and that's I, I, that's I, what I, that's, I, yeah, and that's that, what, and that's why he gets. That's why he's very good at pushing people. Yeah, to what that's he's what I'm about thinking. to say. But he's clearly a sociopath. That's why you can get away with <laughs> like, but like, like turning t- turning a group of people against a common enemy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's, he's good at that. Going into but like I um. I knew I sort of knew what it what it was looking at it, but I didn't real I didn't really understand it. You know what why why it was so popular or because I was thinking, can is it going to be that good? This though, really, it just looks crap as well, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks basic, doesn't it? That's it's so yeah. basic. And but oh man, it it was that you know, it was such one of the best sort of most fun I've had in gaming in a long long time. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it, it really brought it out of us, and we. We got to know each other a little bit more as well. Yeah. We know the trustworthy ones. We know who relishes actually killing each other and stuff like that. And we know that Big is a terrible ninja. <laughs> the worst Biggie, ninja. You can't watch some of Biggie's kills, just literally killing people in front of other people. And it's just like, oh, come on. I've, I've been playing COD too much. It was, yeah. Yeah. I generally maybe maybe it's the one, opposite. You might, maybe you're the you're the best ninja. You're just doing it in plain sight. The the one where I can't remember who was in the room with me, but I think Jeeva spotted me. Um, but I come out of the vent, and I didn't see there were two people because on my screen one character covered the other one, so I couldn't see them. Yeah, they were both yeah. sitting down in the corner. So when I killed one, I was like, "Yes, I thought it was Doomy." And then Doomy was kind of looking at me like, "I think I've just seen that," and he ran off, and I was <laughs> chasing him, but I couldn't get near him. And the countdown was there, so every time I got close to him, I couldn't kill him. But yeah, yeah, so it was, good. It was, yeah. I loved it. There's just, just some, yeah, some hilarious moments that come out of it. I mean, you can go on a murderous rampage if you want. I one time I just I tried when it, I played it before. I I just I got round. I, I got down to two people before they figured it out because wow. They, but yeah, I literally just went round and just started killing everyone. Like as soon as I saw them, <laughs> and the the tasks that you do in it, like as basic as they are, going into that game blind, it was still a bit like. What what do I do here? And like the, the one where you swipe yeah. the card, I was swiping it too fast. Fuck, fuck that and swipe card one. So I couldn't <laughs> do that. I... And then you just see some other character wander into the room, and then you just start panicking, thinking, "Is this the murderer? Is it? Am I going to get yeah. killed?" But here? It does. It yeah. does remind me of being at work when someone's dist- when you're doing a task, and someone's like, 
can I see you for a second? That's what the little meetings were. I'm like, fucking hell, I'm doing, I'm blowing asteroids up here. Don't be calling me into a meeting when I'm trying to save that is shit. One, that's one of the worst things as well when you, you, you're trying to do a task that takes a while. So, like, I think starting the reactor is annoying. You have to remember a yeah. sequence and it, yeah. you have to do it five times. That's right, yeah. And you get to the fourth one and then someone finds a dead body or does a report and you're just like, fuck it, I've got to start this all over again now. <laughs> I've got to get back to work. Yeah, it's so yeah. awful, but in a good way. But, yeah, um, that's really all I want to chat about. And I want people to definitely go to our YouTube slash Modern Escapism and watch that Among Us stream because if you've never, if you're not into gaming as much, you'll you'll understand the gist of it in about five minutes, and it's just pure gold. And that's not me being biased because I love everyone that I work with here, but I just think it is pure gold, and you should definitely check it out. It was so, a good, yeah. it was a good stream. It was a very good stream. Thanks for recommending it, Stig. Really, yeah. Yeah. I knew, I knew it'd work. I knew it'd, uh, it'd be a good yeah. one to play. You got me into Hollow Knight and Among Us, so that's two for two, mate. Yeah. And this is this is free on mobile, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you can play it um, on mobile or tablets um, for free. Quid on PC or something. But it? It's four quid on Steam if you've got if you've got yeah. it on a PC. But, it's and you, worth, but you can play it, between. It's worth everything. Eight. Yeah, and I would recommend if you've got the ability to play with voice channels as well, do it with that because texting yeah. just doesn't work as well. No, you really need to. You really need the voice. Um, yeah, you need to hear the lies or yeah, the truth. Do, so. Unless you play with Gadget and he just shouts out that I've just killed him anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good job hosting that stream. But yeah, that's all I've got this week, mate. So Great. there you go. Yeah, thanks for that, Oodles. Uh, like I said, we've Welcome. got that on our uh, YouTube channel, so go and check that out because it's a great stream, and I'm pretty sure we'll do another one of it because it was such a good laugh. Definitely. We have to, mate. We have to. Uh, moving on then. Uh, Doomy, what have you been up to this week? Um, a few things. I'll just quickly run through a couple of them. I've started to play Hades based on all the feedback. Yes. All the good feedback good that man. game's been receiving. Um, I started it yesterday. done seven or eight runs, I think, now. Um, wow. It's it's excellent. It's, I told you, it's, it's, it's really so good. really good. Um, even so early on, you can tell it's special, and even just the voice acting, you're like, oh, this is cut above the rest. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Every run, it, you, you just learn. It, like you say, you, you're just learning something new. Um, yeah. With every death, and something new opens up. Uh, it's Have just, you got a favorite weapon yet? Well, I've I've just I've just unlocked the uh, trident. Yep, and I th- but the the furthest I've got to the second boss was with the bow, which I wasn't keen on at first. It's not normally my mm. sort of weapon I'd go for. I, I'm I'm more of a sort of tank player, so I thought I'd use the sword mm. or, or the shield. But uh, the bow is is what I've been most successful with actually. So I'm quite enjoying. I've not that. used the bow at all, and I've finished the game. So I maybe maybe I have to do a bow run. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. It depend, depends on what sort of boons you get and things like that. So obviously, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I've also I want to sorry, I was going to say I want to play this game so much when um so close. Did you love it? I know you. So love close it. to the game, I'm I'm playing at the moment. So as soon as I've done with that, I'll be moving on to uh, ADs. Nice. So I've also started to play again, um, Smash Brothers because um. <laughs> Well, they announced Minecraft Steve as an additional character last week. Which Minecraft Steve is going to get. I know that's going to make my son want to play it, um, but I'm awful at it, so I need to get good <laughs> before he does. 
because I'm not having him beating me. For that. So, yeah, but it's such a strange fighting game, that one. It, 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 it's, 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 yeah, it's weird. I, I love it, but it's, it, it, it goes it against unlike my, any other yeah, fighting game. It just goes against all my instincts for, for yeah. a fighting game. But um, I, I need you know to, what? It's almost it's almost too simple to control in a weird way. You're expecting yeah. your characters to do more, but they don't. Mm. It's I just so can't, weird. As soon as I go off the edge, I'm, I'm dead. Basically, I can't <laughs> I can't reclaim land. Always, always Every, be Kirby. Everybody else seems can just to, to be flying around forever. Yeah, <laughs> Kirby's a good a good training character to get your to get your water wings in a way. He's so. the only character that I'm good with. <laughs> yeah, it's like your starting character. There's too much going on the screen as well sometimes with all the moves going on. You can't even see where the fuck anyone is. It's just, yeah. I'm a Toon Link guy, if anyone's, if anyone's wondering out there. That's my main. So I'm going to I'm gonna try and get good at that. Uh, I don't know if I will. I think you will. Honest. But we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I'll keep, I'll keep you all updated. Um, but the, the, the main thing I've been playing, um, and this is it's not a very well-known game, I don't think. Um, oh. So, you know, keep... Keep your keep your eyes peeled for it because I think it's going to be pretty big. This one, um, it's called it's called Minecraft. Don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, <laughs> is it a German game? It must be. It must be. But, um, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I I don't think I need to explain what Minecraft is, do I? Or should it's I? Lego. Yeah, so I have never played Minecraft. Nope, Shut up! Are you being serious? Oh, really? I'm being serious. So, I, I know. Wow. Honestly, I don't know what you can do in it other than so, you can so basically, Yeah, so basically, if you start a new game, you're basically on your own. You sort of have to chop away at wood, and when you get yeah. the wood, you can turn that into planks, and with the planks, you can turn it into um, a crafting table. And once you access the crafting table, you can turn the planks into sticks, and then we, you combine that with coal, which you can mine. You can add them to your sticks, and you can make torches. And it's all just about mining the different... Um, materials and elements in your environment and putting them together and seeing what you can craft and build it's just complete sandbox really you can build whatever you whatever you choose really um, someone literally built a working computer inside minecraft oh it's crazy some of the things that people have built in in it uh, my, mine mm. is i'm very i'm very much at the sort of mud hut stage of construction <laughs> i think i've seen like people have obviously done like replicas of stuff like minas tirith and um hogwarts and things like that it yeah they looks... tend to do that in uh, like free mode where you don't have to think about resources you just build yeah so early. It's so, so you, impressive you, though the, the create the, cr- the creative mode is where you have everything open to you from the get-go so you can use whatever you want um and then there's a survival mode where you start off with nothing and you, it's just a survival game um and you have monsters coming after you at night time and things like that um so you have to craft weapons and armor to protect yourself from that um but my, my, my son's mad on it um but the, the yeah, reason I, the reason i started playing it um this week was because last month they launched um a vr edition of it for the playstation vr mm-hmm. Did and Ooh. it's it's really good. It's implemented really well. Um, it's basically so you, you put the headset on, and you sort of start off, and you're in like a room in Minecraft, sat on a couch, and you've got sort of pictures on <laughs> Minecraft pictures on the wall, and it, what looks like a Minecraft sort of picture or TV in front of you, and on on mm. that is the image of the, the in-game what you're controlling, and you can sit on the couch and play it with the uh, the controller through this sort yeah. of 
TV. But if you press up on the D-pad, it takes you into the game. And then you sort of... that's good. Then you're sort of in that virtual reality. Like and in the Matrix. It's, it's so good, but the, uh, it, it, in the survival mode, it turns it into like a survival horror. Oh Especially God! Yeah, when you, get, when you get into the mines and the monsters and the mobs are coming after you, it's uh, it's genuinely terrifying with the sound as well. Um, but also, it's all the um, game modes that you can play in the regular game. They're open to it as well. So I I, I bought my son the Jurassic World map uh, map pack. Yeah, um, I've heard good things, and it's it's brilliant. But you can the music's can, there as well, isn't the it? The music's there. You can play that in VR. So I started a new game of that, uh, and you, you you're on. Jurassic World, and then you sort of get in a minecart, and you, you you get that moving, and it sort of takes you through on, on the mine track. Yeah. It sort of starts you up this hill, and uh, the music starts playing, and oh. then you, you get to the big Jurassic Park gates, and they open up through it, and it's oh. just, and then you see it, and it's just incredible. I was just like smiling. So it was so good. It was so good. Like, but my son's only six, so I don't really think he can. I don't think it's good for his eyes if he plays that. Did you have the VR, VR? and they were like, "Shush, shush!" Oh son, no, I'm not. Playing. Um, Daddy's playing. I've not. I've not sort of played played it in VR while he's been here because. All right. He, he'd want to be in it all the time then. All the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have found that when I put my VR headset on, I thought, "Well, I've got a bit of spare time now. Kids are outside, outside playing with the friends. Put that on, and then they'll come back in. They're like, can we have a go? Can we have a go?'" And you're like, oh, "I just, I just wanted to." Do you know, I've never, have a ever, go. ever. Played a VR game in my life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Good. Never, good not fun. once. It's, it's really good. It is really good. I've got good. a feeling that the second I put it on, I'm going to start throwing up. But I'm, I'm, I'm not travel sick, so I, I don't know. I'm just. No, you pro- you'd probably be okay then. You'd probably be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, some, some games are worse than others for it. I'd probably play a game that I'd probably play a game that I'm used to that I've played without VR first. Resident yeah. Evil So 7. I know what to expect. Yeah. Oh Minecraft, yeah, jumping yeah. straight into survival horror. You got yeah, so, You have to, mate. Jimmy, how does playing with that kind of graphics then work like feeling VR? Because, you know, a lot of other games in VR is trying to make... It's you fine. Play, you, it, work, yeah. it works really well because it's so basic anyway. They're not trying yeah, to yeah. portray realistic graphics. So it, it works really well. Uh, it controls really well. Uh, you can sort of... You look and move forward and you'll move forward in that direction or you can, you, you can uh, flick the... Right analog stick, left and right, and it'll move in sort of forty-five degree increments. So gradually. Yeah. So you're not going to be sick then, are you? No, no. You've, you've got enough time for your eyes to adjust because that's what makes you sick, isn't it? Your your legs aren't moving. Uh, you can also what what I think's good about it as well is if you don't want to be in the VR all the time, you can come out of the VR just play Minecraft usually normal, uh, create something, and then yeah. get in VR and see what you've made that oh, way. So yeah. good. And and I did I did the thing in like um, survival uh, creative where you can if you double tap jump you can just fly up as high as you can. Oh no! And then I just no. dro- I just dropped and lo- looked at the floor <laughs> racing towards me and it was it was nice. really it it was not a good time. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Were you going ah! all the way down? <laughs> it, it, oh, I don't know. It's just a weird sensation. It is a really weird sensation. Uh, VR is that on, is that on the PlayStation VR? Because that's probably the cheapest way to do VR, isn't it's it? On the, it's on the PlayStation VR. I, there's probably been mods for it on the PC one for ages now. Yeah, but that, probably. Th- this is an official one for the PlayStation, yeah. And it's free if you've got wow. Minecraft. I have got, yes, I've definitely got Minecraft. Uh, but yeah, cool. it, I 
yeah, I really recommend it. I do. It's a good time. That sounds that sounds great. Sounds great fun. I need to get back on into my VR a bit more. I've kind of neglected. Yeah, if it. not, you're lending it to me. The only ones, I, the only thing I keep <laughs> jumping on really is Beat Saber, but um, there's a few like few games that I want to try and play. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that sounds great, uh, Doomy. So we'll move on to you, Biggie. What have you been up to this week? Uh, yeah. So um, obviously took a bit of time off from the podcast. Just want to say a big quick shout out to everybody that's been really supportive. Yep. So thank you. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there's quite a few things I, I managed to get done. Um, finally watched the boys season two. Yes. Uh, oh boy. No spoilers. Oh, no, 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 no. I just want season three so bad. Just what yeah. a good show. Amazon's best. It has yeah. to be. The production on that show really surprised me. And oh, it's so good. I, I mentioned it before. I'm a big fan of the comic anyway, and I'm, I, I appreciate what they've managed to again put up on screen. There's certain things that <laughs> could only get away with in the comic and not in the, uh, the show, <laughs> but it's uh, what they've yes. done is brilliant, superb. If anyone hasn't watched so it, you're missing out. Do you know what? Anthony Starr that plays um, Homelander, he is incredible at being is, isn't he? scary. So, so well yeah. cast. Yes, he is incredible. What else is he in? I don't no, know. I, I, he's got that face that you think you've seen him in something else before, but I've not actually looked at. He's incredible. Yeah. He makes me he, when when I'm watching him, I feel like I, it makes you feel safe to be around him, but also absolutely terrified of being with him at the same time. It's like wow, he's an incredible actor. I only just worked out. I can't believe I didn't realize that um, Jack Quaid, who plays Huey, is Dennis Quaid's son. It's yeah, kinda, it's yeah. quite obvious from the name, but I just never really picked up on it and then I suddenly yeah. realised I can see the doesn't look like his dad at all though I, I, I do I, I see it now when, when I realised I looked at it and now I can see it but yeah, yeah but I, I think bit. everyone's been really good in that show really good casting yeah so well casted yeah. everyone's incredible on it uh, so I watched Zodiac um, which I actually saw when that first yep. came out and just one of those movies that you sort of see you enjoy and forget all about and then um, my wife and I ended up watching that really enjoyed it I appreciate it much. That was more like one of the first of in. Robert Downey Jr.'s resurgence, wasn't it? Yeah, he's so good. Again, brilliant casting in that movie. So so good. Um, David David Fincher is a brilliant director. Is, I, I can't yeah. think of any of his films that I haven't disliked. Yeah, don't, you I, don't like, fuck I mean, about, does he? Yeah, Alien, <laughs> Alien Three. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's not good. <laughs> that was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. If you well, want to watch Alien mostly, 3, just watch the trailer. He mostly, yeah. he mostly directs brilliant films. <laughs> yeah. Let's say the last 20 years. No, he's very good. No, he's you still great. Every, every, every director, every director has, a, has an off day, don't they? So. Yeah. Even um, the greats. <laughs> I just started, as a, uh, game-wise, uh, Divinity, Original Sin. Um, just... Oh, that that's up, one yeah. of Gadget's favourites, that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not very far into it, but uh, I've uh, enjoyed playing that. Uh, but mainly, what's really grabbed my attention... Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I finished Call of Duty um, single-player campaign. I thought I'd just go through that. Modern is Warfare. that the Modern Warfare one? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well presented. It's so good. It is a really... so good. I was quite impressed, really, um, what they did with that. Yeah. So that was quite good fun. But, uh, no, I've actually been playing God of War. Boy of War? Dad of War? Yeah, it's... Do you know what? I, I played it when it first came out. Incredible. Um, didn't what a game? Get very far into it. I think just the I'm a big fan of the original games, and I found that shift in how the game worked just threw me off a little bit. It just wasn't really expecting that, and um, mm. I got distracted with something else at some point and sort of just dropped off it. 
And then one of my mates was playing it, which got me thinking about it again. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have another go at that. And loving it. It's really just clicked and uh, mm. really enjoying that game. Um, so if anyone's... You've not finished it yet then? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know how far I'm into it. Probably the first... It's a long game, it. mate. Yeah. yeah. It's a long game. But yeah, just the... I don't know. There's so many good things you could say about it. Just the art style, um, the way that they've actually made you sympathise with Kratos for the first time. That's one of yeah. the best switcheroos ever. Mm. I, he he was literally just raging Karna on the last four God of Wars. Well, there's, I think six God of Wars before this one. Yeah. And on this, it's just it's just completely different. He's oh, it's so good. It's more that cerebral rather than visceral. The relationship between his sons. So in the game. Um, I don't think this is really a spoiler because it's right at the beginning of the game. Um, his wife, the boy's mother, dies. Um, so they, they decide to go on a trip to take her ashes to the top of uh, this mountain. It's uh, in um, based on Norse mythology, so it's based yeah. around Midgard, I think. Would yep. you say that's yep. agreed? Yeah. Um, so it goes on this journey, um, and then it's just about the relationship between um, Kratos and his boy. is really well developed. Kratos is still quite this sort of guy full of rage and anger and hurt over what's happened so his relationship with the boy um they're not very close the boy was clearly closer to his mother um, yeah so yeah. um it's just this development that goes on and um something i would link it to is a little bit like um the last of us where you've there's, got that relationship between it, yeah. joel and um ellie is very similar kind of this relationship that's beginning to develop and change. And I've really enjoyed that because, yes, God of War's got a lot of action. There's a lot of slashing and hacking and chucking that mm. axe and calling that axe back is amazing. It's such a great mechanic. Oh, it's so good. I never get tired of. Um, and, yeah, you just build up your character. There's lots of combat moves you unlock. But it's just the story, the way it's told, the acting. Um, the graphics are outstanding. The sound is amazing. Mm. Um just cannot recommend that game enough. Just love it. Yeah, the whole game is done with one camera shot as well, isn't it? Like there's, there's no there's no loading screen. It's it's very well hidden when you go through between the realms. There's always something going on that makes you feel. Yeah, like oh, it's, right. really yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the factors of the like. Um, Corey Barlog, the director, stated that he wanted it to be a continuous camera shot throughout the whole game. So the second it starts, to the second it ends, there's no cutaway. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like no fade to black type yeah. thing. I know what you mean now with, the, with what happens between the realms. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. So. It's just so all yeah, the loaded loadings put, masked. Yes, putting together a, a combo in that is so satisfying. Yeah, like especially on some of the trials that you do, like in oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's so good. And and the, the the thing I liked about um about his boy, it's Atreus. His name is it? Yeah, yeah, can't remember. Yeah, yeah, is that he's not annoyingly in the way. He's useful. No, he's not. Like it, games like that, it's so easy to be like your Kratos and you're having to babysit your young your son and you haven't you know you have to hand, hold his hand around. But he's not; he's actually really useful, and you can yeah. you bring him in for combos and bring him in for combat. And it's actually you know it's really well done. My only criticism would actually be the boy's voice. Um, I just it's just I don't know what I think I, it grows on you, mate. Yeah, it's it might I, do. I I, I I left that game thinking I love that kid. You know what I mean? It's. I think it grows on you. Yeah, I, I just sometimes think, you know, when they use like an, an American accent sometimes in games, I don't feel it's, it's well placed. Um, but mm, um, yeah, I like Kratos's voice. It's yes, Christopher brilliant. Christopher brilliant. Judge, who was Teal'c in Stargate One, he's really good. Boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> yeah, his grunts and everything is great. It took me a while to get for for, like, for it to click. 
to be honest. Um, mm. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mean like 15 hours or anything like that, but it was a good. <laughs> it was a good few hours before I thought, no, that this is good. I think I can't remember the the, the enemies, uh, the, the Valkyries, maybe. Yeah. You've got Dark Elves. Yeah, there's, there's so many different it's variations. Awesome. And, I, and I obviously haven't um, seen all of it yet, so I've got that to come. But it just reminded me a little bit of um, The Witcher, where Geralt's voice yeah. at first, I found that quite grating because everybody else was, <laughs> all the accents in that game, I felt were really well-placed. And then he had this kind of this American almost drawl. Um, but that was the Rivian accent, an American accent. Yeah, just uh, to me, it just didn't. It's explained it didn't in the game. Work. I know it just didn't feel like it. Worked <laughs> All the witches me. talk like him with an American accent. It's never feels, it never feels right when you get games set in yoldy time. Yeah, that aren't because American. They don't have that history, whereas other parts of Europe do. Yeah. So it feels yeah. like it should be a European, some form of European accent. Exactly, or like, like Middle East. In the Witcher, African or Middle East and African. Yeah. Yes. In some of the uh, in some of the Witcher novels, some some audiobook versions, Geralt's Scottish. They made him Scottish, which it suits him a little bit. But it's it's so weird. I, I I'm just so used because I've I've played all the Witcher games, and it's always been Doug Cockle's voice to me because that's the guy's name, Doug Cockle, which is oh, such is an incredible all name for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> such oh, okay. a good name for someone, Geralt of Rivia, and his real name's Doug Cockle. <laughs> I wasn't there. Yeah. I think I remember reading a while back. Uh, originally, the creator of it. I'm not sure if it was mm-hmm. for God of War three. It's not the sort of ending how he wanted to finish it. Would be like Kratos sort of wandering through a desert and just sort of following a light. Yes. And then he, yes. the light would end up being a stir, and it'd sort of bring him to like a stable, and it'd sort of it'd be like yeah, I've heard that the the, the end of the old gods and the birth of. Sort of, of yeah, Christianity, Christianity and stuff. sort of thing, yeah. But yeah. must have been a bit too. That's too verbose, isn't it? <laughs> it's like yeah. I know. Let's let's make him walk from Greece to Norway and Scandinavia, and there'll be new gods. I thought, I thought it was like <laughs> an interesting Romans next idea, though. No, because they, they, they've hinted that it's going to be ancient Egypt, haven't they? Well, no. I mean, the the, the next one is going to be like carry on same, name, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to, don't want to get spoiler territory. Yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, but I yeah I loved God of War, and what I liked about it as well was the um, it's like semi open world, mm. so you can kind of move around kind between is, places. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like you know it's not as big as something like Red Dead or something like that. It's no, no. Uh, you, I was, you can't I was kind glad of move of between that, areas. But yeah, I like that because it feels it doesn't feel too um, overwhelming. Yeah, it's perfect to open world in my opinion. It's more yeah, of yeah. a Zelda style it's still, open world. It's still, it's still like linear. That. It's still linear, so you don't sort yeah. of lose track of what you're doing, and it keeps yeah. the pace. Yeah, the, keeps the, the, the pace side going. quests are not paramount to the story if you don't want to do them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, it is. It's I recommend doing them, all of them. Oh, yeah, I am. They're all good. They're good. Yeah, the side I, quests I don't are have all good. With that. Yeah, it's not a hard platinum either, mate. If you want to go for it, it's not hard at all. But yeah, that's it. So. Stiggy, what have you been up to? Uh, me this week, I have been playing Paper Mario Origami King. Is it King? Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I yeah. uh, apologise to everyone. This is a, quite a, a game-centric uh, Nexus this week, but uh, that's what we've We're been up nerds. to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been playing this for a while, but I didn't want to touch on it until I kind of got into the game. So um, I didn't want to kind of get into the meat, you know, the meat and bones of it before I'd 
got mm. into it myself. Uh, but I think I'm pretty sure I'm right near the end now. I'm, on, I'm in the last world and I'm making my way up to the, what is clearly the, the the end boss. So I feel like I can talk about it a bit more. But I I've absolutely I really enjoyed this game. It's not something that I thought I would have to start with because um, I've never played a Paper Mario before. I heard they've got the elements of RPG slash um, what's the turn-based style? Yeah, this is this is not a Super Mario. If you're not into gaming, this is not Super Mario running to the right no. side of the screen. This is no, completely it's, it's different. It's not like a 3D Mario either. It's like it's but so basically the setup is um, the Origami King has taken over the land and he's trying to turn everything, all the paper world into origami uh but to help you in your quest to stop him is his sister olivia oh she's so good such a good character she's Um, brilliant i to start with she was a little great and i felt because she was very intrusive with what you had to do and oh like trying to tell you how to play the game which is understandable what you mean the three-hour tutorial yeah but after that one she becomes like gets into her own little character and like she's she's just adorable like like some of the stuff she comes out with is funny and um you also have a few side uh uh quest allies with you throughout the game as well yeah. uh, which you know all offer up like their own kind of unique uh characters to me though olivia is is the narrator of the sh- of, of the tale because mario doesn't speak as we all know yeah it's no mario wow. doesn't it just reacts she's- to stuff yeah, she, because she's new to the world that, that they're inhabiting, it's perfect for her to discuss things that normal people wouldn't just sit and discuss together. It just makes yeah. it perfect for that. And she, yeah, she's so good. Because she's, cause like you say, she is new to the world. She's kind of been born into this world. With yeah. The, like, and she, everything is fascinating to her. So yeah. She says things that, you, like, like Oodle says, like, you won't even think about it. And then she comes up with it and you actually, oh, yeah, it's, that's actually quite cute and quite a funny thing yeah, to say yeah. and to notice like she picks up on things but even like the combat in this so um it is turn-based in a way but what it is is kind of on turntables so you have yeah. like four you stand in the middle and then you have like four turntables on the outside and you've got to line up the enemies and if you get them all lined up in a straight line or in a block of four you get like an extra bit of power on your attack if you don't kill them all they attack you so even that, I'm not a turn-based um, player. Like I, I rarely play games like that. There's only been about three or four I've ever bothered playing. I just they just don't click with me. But this one does. And sometimes I, I do get a bit annoyed having to go into them. So I just use the the toads to help. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you the collect... best thing about it is though, unlike most RPGs, there's no experience, so you don't technically have to fight if you don't want to. No, you can't. You're run only away doing if... it. You're only doing it for money. Yeah, you can run away if you want. Um, yeah. And if you do run away, that enemy disappears. So it's not like they'll run away and yeah. then they'll have to come back in. So there's no frustration really at all. No. And um, I just, yeah, I've just really been enjoying it. There's six different worlds in it. Each world is vastly different. Oh, so has, good. Yeah, it has all these different elements to it. Um, there's, each world has like two different bosses that you have to yeah. face. There's like a mid boss and there's like an end boss to it. It's really, it's just really creative, really fun. And I, yeah, I've really enjoyed playing it. I, um, I would definitely recommend it to people. If you, if you do like Mario, um, I'd recommend it just for the characters, the references as well. Yeah. Your references. Cause, cause what this does is because it's not like a normal Mario, it, all the characters 
kind of have their own little say. You can go and speak to them, and they talk to you about things. <laughs> so and like, weird. So even the body, even the who are usually traditional bodies, you're kind of working with them because of this. They kind of like Mario as well. They're like, oh my god, yeah, it's you. yeah, because. <laughs> Mario's like a celebrity. Yeah, he's like a celebrity to them. So because there's a big bad, they're kind of helping you out a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they'll, but they'll talk to you about things that you wouldn't necessarily. None of this story stuff would be in there with a traditional Mario. So, so yeah, I, it's uh, it's really good. I just I don't know what else to say. I just want to really, say as well one last thing really about cha- it. It's really charming. It's really the the, the, the well written. Um, the script, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the script is brilliant. I didn't expect it came out of nowhere that. Love yeah, it. it's so well written. And there's, there are genuinely bits in this game that pack an emotional punch. Yeah. You are. Like, li- literally, I don't like saying it, but literal laugh out loud moments. I was literally yeah. like in hysterics and some bits. You don't get that with a, a traditional Mario game. I, I believe that it <laughs> wasn't. I believe it wasn't um, actually Nintendo, was it? Some, was it another publisher that did it? I'm not with sure. It? Working with a Nintendo license, so but th- there is also a load of proper little innuendos and things in there as well. Oh so god! Yeah, like the, if you were if it was a kid playing it, it would go over the head. But like as an adult, it, Olivia will say something because yeah. she's so innocent, and you, it, yeah, it gives you a proper good chuckle. It's that it's that Pixar humor, isn't it? Where adults yeah. are like, ah, know what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not saying it. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, I'm there's the... a few. I was Sorry, just going to say, on, I think I'm the only one here who hasn't got a Switch. I think even Gadget's got one as well, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the only one that hasn't got one, so I'm going to definitely need a Switch, mate. And all of these. Yeah, Switch is great. It's essential for me, really. I think I've played so many games on that that I don't think I would have played it. Like, even yeah. though they're available on like PlayStation or PC, just the yeah. ability to just pick up the Switch and just play whenever you want is just it's just essential. It's so odd because the Switch is like the ultimate role-playing game console for turn-based games, and you don't play them. Yeah, you're missing out on so many no, golden don't, games. I just don't like stuff like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah. but yeah, with this game though, I think it's the charm and everything, and the and the colours and the art style yeah. and everything that that really draws me in. It's not it doesn't look like any other like turn-based RPG. It's just no, yeah. it doesn't. No. And there, there are a few things. There are a few bugs. It's not like a, a perfect game. Uh, there's a few things they could have done with it, just little things like um, the text. Like you have to literally read every bit of text. You can't skip through it. So you can't like you can't <laughs> read it. You, you can't like skip it. Read it yourself and skip over. You have to like watch it go like and read every bit. And sometimes when there's a long bit of conversations going on, that does take a while, especially if. You know, you have died, and then you have to go back to that area and redo <laughs> yeah. that bit. It's a bit like, oh, come on, like, I've already read all this. So, like, uh, yeah, the combat, uh, I've, I've seen a few sort of um, videos, clips of uh, the combat where you're sort of spinning, you're sort of spinning enemies to line them up. Yeah, yeah, you, so they're, like, they're like on like a disc like in different layers, and you spin them to line them up. Yeah, so. Yeah, is that is that all the combat is? Throughout the game, all through. No, Quite. what I was going to say, there's actually a few times where you actually you're doing combat outside of that, which which I really appreciated. So there's a few times where there's like big paper mache like monsters, and you have to like yeah. whack them with your hammer. So, but you kit it out basically with hammer, which you can you can get like different type of hammers, like a fire hammer, a shiny hammer, metal and hammer, yeah, legendary hammer, metal hammer, and you also have like boots, so you, you jump on enemies, and again you get like 
and you need to get like metal boots and and different type of boots because some little golf are, boots as well, yeah, little spiky if pe- boots. If people are spike, yeah, if, if enemies have got spiky bits on them, you need like the heavy duty boots to jump on them. But that's kind of, that's one of the other things I, I think I think they could have done a little bit more. They do they do allow you to use traditional Mario things like yeah, um, they do, yeah. flower power and the raccoon tail you can bring and a pow. But I, I think that they could have maybe just added a few more weapons and, and stuff in like the ten thousand um grab. Yeah. So bas- yeah, so basically there's there's parts in the game where you'll stand on a magic point and Mario's arms extend. And you do things like pull the seat. His arms up like accordions. Yeah. So weird. Or you unzip like something and and stairs will fall out or a door will open up. Yeah. Because the whole world is paper. Yeah, the whole world's (laughs) paper. It's really well done. Like when you you open up a door, it's really really cool because you can see like it looks like a cardboard door. Like it all really. Yeah. The aesthetic's brilliant. But I think they could have done a few more things with that rather than just always being the extendable arms. Like there are Agreed, yeah. magical powers which you acquire later on um, that Olivia can use in battle, but you can't always use that. And I think for the environmental stuff, they probably could have done a few different things. Maybe they could have done like extendable legs or like just. Think, I'm, I'm not really uh, sure. Do like, if you if you think like traditional RPG like summons that kind of thing. Yeah, there are like what we'd call summons, ultimate spells type things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but other than that, like. Yeah, it's fantastic. Loved it. I've absolutely smashing its weekend. So the yeah, idea is to um, the Origami King is like wrapped up Princess Peach's castle in streamers. And poor you have princess. To, yeah, and you have to go to all these different <laughs> areas and lands to um, to basically kill the get rid of these streamers so you can get into the castle. And this weekend, I like I did two of them. So wow, some, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, some of the levels are quite big. Like you think you you think you're near the end and something else will happen and you're like yeah. oh, there's still this to do yeah but uh, yeah cool. wholly recommended I've enjoyed it it's probably one of my favorite games I've played this year so yeah it's really looking good forward to uh, cool. to finishing it probably get it done tomorrow to be honest cheers for that guys um, really interesting to hear what you've been up to this week and now we're going to move on to the modern escapism section of the show um, what I wanted to do this week um, this is going to be a bit of a come down from uh, Last week, especially uh, Oodles is... Uh, I can bring it back up if you stuff. want. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what films you're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm more reserved today. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you so can what drive I wa- your cars safely. <laughs> what I wanted to do this week was... Um, I'm a, I really love film and I'm a big lover of film. And what I wanted to do was talk about um, films from the last decade, but avoid the blockbuster films. Uh, especially with what's going on at the moment with blockbuster stuff, I wanted to kind of talk about and champion those films that don't really get much talked about much or might yeah. just, uh, you know, there might be big films, but um, they aren't these big franchises. We're not, we're not going to talk Marvel, Star Wars. Uh, we're not going to talk about any million dollar film, hundreds of million dollar films or sequels and spin-offs to huge franchises. Because there are a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, we'll get to them one day. Trust me, I enjoy a lot of them, but... Uh, yeah, same. Th- yeah, this week I just wanted to uh, hear more about, you know, the smaller film. I say smaller films because one of mine really isn't, but um, I had yeah, to Yeah, some about gross it. a lot, don't they? Yeah, some, <laughs> some gross a lot, but they aren't, you know, they're not done, they're done on a massive yeah. uh, $300 million budget. Well, let, let's not forget Pulp Fiction's an indie movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but exactly. It's, it's huge. 
So yeah, if you were hoping to hear more about our love of Fast and the Furious, uh, this ain't that pod. Um, we'll be back That's next week. We will Joke. be back for that one. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Oodles, we'll start with you uh, again. Uh, tell yeah. us about the, the films from the last decade that you want to uh, champion. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, beat around the bush. I'm not gonna lie either. I, I struggled to um, find some that really resonated with me because. In the last decade, I've become a dad twice and stuff like that. Time's been a bit struggle. I've been struggling to get to the cinema, and obviously, even now, obviously, no one's getting to the cinema anymore. Uh, but yeah, even leading up to the, I mean, the, I've been to see like your, your, your films like Star Wars and stuff. You know, the event films. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen Avengers and I've seen stuff like that. But I, but yeah, I, I I was looking through like an IMDb list of like the last decade of. Indie, independent cinema and stuff like that, and I really did struggle. But these, the three that I've I've gathered here, really jumped out at me. So I just thought, Do you know what, I'm just going to go with what jumps out of me. And the first film I want to discuss is a is a type of film that I don't usually watch. It's a horror film. It's called The Witch. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. Um, the Witch shook me to my absolute core when I first saw it. Now I didn't see it in the cinema. I watched it on my own in my house so a good year or so after it come out I, I, it was one of those films that comes out of the cinema and then comes on uh, on demand quite fast because some do don't they There's, especially indie films they tend yes. to come out on uh, on demand pretty so i might have seen it the year it came out or maybe the year after but if you don't know what the witch is it's based on um colonial uh new england in america with the um the first generation of british settlers living in what we all assume to be new england at the time um it's based on about two 200 years before the salem witch trials that we all know about that when women were falsely accused of witchcraft and the tragedies that befall those women um but this rather than dealing on that this is this plays it very seriously this horror film so there is witches in it, yeah? So awful, awful witches. And I'm not talking about Roald Dahl witches. I'm talking about witches that eat babies and stuff like that. Awful, awful, unspeakable acts. Um, And what really fascinated me when I first watched it, I've watched it twice now, when I first watched it, it's all, all the dialogue is spoken in accurate colonial British dialect. Mm from that time period, so it uses, it's not even ye old English, it's its its own thing that's accurate to those people. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot of English accents to it, but they're speaking in almost Shakespearean in a way. I can't really explain it without you watching it because I'm not an expert on that time period. But I had straight, subtitles to watch that. Yeah, I did, mate. I did. Straight away, I was like, whoa. Like, you recognise words, but... It's, it's sometimes the context of how they say those words in a sentence. You know what I mean? It's it's so weird, and it just straight away had this ominous because it it starts pretty grim. To be honest, I'm not going to spoil any of the film for anybody because yeah. it is a grim film. Oh, yeah. It's not it's nice, very grim and eerie, and just yeah, oh, it's not yeah. pleasant. the The soundtrack's very, very visceral and and like really sparse. So there's a lot more sounds rather than a soundtrack if you get what i mean a lot yeah. of like 
brushed metal and violin plucking and oh, it's really. Think when I talk about it, it frightens me a little bit because the the film itself really did add a lasting impression on me because it genuinely scared me. Films don't scare me, but one of my worst things in any media is child in peril, and there is child in peril on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it just oh, it really it really got to me and. What looking into this film because <clears throat> I want to I don't want to spoil the plot for you but there's a cool goat in it. Pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, the goat is one of the stars of the film. I think he, I think the goat is actually credited as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really, really demonic heavy metal goat. It's so cool. Uh, but yeah, there's um, a few facts that I, I discovered while looking into the film for this show is. Um, if you look at the movie, how it's spelt, it's spelt V-V-I-T-C-H, like V-Vitch, mm. because back then the the letter W wasn't a thing in English, so two Vs was W, if you get what I mean. Mm. So if you look on the box art, it's V-V-I-T-C-H, yeah. which is just pretty cool. Um, there's also a conspiracy or a fan theory that the whole film is... An hallucination from corn fungus called ergot. So at that wow. time, there are the, the, you can see it in the in the film as well, and it, and the camera pans to ergot in like rotten corn because yeah. they, they do say that there's a bit of a blight on the little farm that they live on. And yeah, the, aren't they like struggling for struggling for yeah, food? Aren't they like they're right, yeah, yeah. being starved? When yeah. corn gets blight, as as we've seen on films like Interstellar and things like that. It can be mouldy, and ergot is one of the one of the funguses that can really affect your brain and give you fucked up hallucinations. So that really fascinated me. Like, is it is it re- is it is it played seriously, or is it some kind of weird fucked up hallucination? But yeah, I definitely recommend you uh, watch it rather than me chat about it. <laughs> so have yeah. you guys seen it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah, it. I yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, like I said, the, I, I like the fact that it kind of gives you a few different things to go away with. Yeah, like, agreed. Make your own mind. There is some horrific scenes in it. It's not, mm. it's not for the squeamish or anything. I, like I've seen it, but I don't share the same opinion as as you. In the one, then I, I just, I really didn't think this was a good film at all. I, in, in the, in the, I just, I don't. I was just bored through it. Like, I don't think it's an exciting film. It's oh no, it, it, it wasn't that. It was just. It was just. It never. It didn't do anything could, for it, you. It just couldn't capture my sort of attention. Um, mm. I, I, I tried to. I, I know a couple of people. Jeebus really liked it, and then I went. I went to watch it again because I thought. I, I, I mean, I if Jeebus it... liked it, that's not a good barometer. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes me feel bad now. How many Jeebus? Oh, to, to be fair, <laughs> knowing that knowing you three like it, he'll probably hate it now. Yeah, so. but I did it, try I mean, to go. I did try to watch it again, but it's just gone off every streaming service now. So hopefully, it'll come back yeah. on coming up it's, to Halloween. It's, it's not. It's one of those. It's one of it's one of those films that you just think. I didn't enjoy a single aspect of that, but it was a great film. Can I just so, point yeah. out as well because of the script, the cast were excellent because they're obviously having to. Speak that dialect. Yeah, they probably won't. It stars. With. I um, they were excellent. It stars Finchy from The Office. I can't yeah. remember his, the actor's name, yeah. but I'm like, it's, that's Finchy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went through. I'm like, what's Finchy doing there? <laughs> but 
but yeah, yeah it's really good the kids in it are really good mm. the goat's really good so if you <laughs> so... like if you like that uh, the director robert edgar's his latest film the lighthouse is oh yeah outstanding and and uses a lot of that like it does kind of colonial language as well because of when it's set um i like the lighthouse a lot more but i no, don't yeah, know I did. why i need to watch the witch, that. the witch lasted with me if you know what i mean it, it gave a more of an impression on yeah. me like stayed with me and to this day it's probably my that, that affected me scariest horror it really mm. stayed with me like did not slasher horrors don't scare me obviously alien ones do because i've told you before alien <laughs> 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 alien horror scares me but no this really really frightened me in a weird way like i watched it on my own as well and my wife was like doing something else like she she sometimes have a has a iPad in another room, and I was like, I wish you were watching this with me because I'm getting scared. Do you know what I mean? Like genuinely. <laughs> like, but yeah, watch it. You you might you might be like Doomicon, you might not like it, but you might be like Jeebus and love it. So go for it. Uh, the next one I want to chat about is a film that is probably in my top five films of all time. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Now, the second anyone says that, everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. So because good. That that this film exploded. It it come out for a while and then it exploded. Um, if you don't know what it is, it's about <laughs> flat share vampires, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's a mockumentary, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mockumentary starring Taika Waititi and um, Jermaine Jermaine Clement and a few other of the of their friends. Uh, and some of them, it's the first acting gig that they've ever had, and they're brilliant in it. Because it's oh, really? got like, sorry, Reece Darby, he's in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Reece Darby's in it. Yeah, uh, it's got that, it's got that uh, Kiwi humour to it, which is almost British in in essence. Very sarcastic, very on the nose, um, but <laughs> it's played straight as well. Even though it's a mockumentary, <laughs> it's so good. Um, basically, these vampires are living in Wellington. In New Zealand, and they just have—they're just trying to live a normal life that any five hundred-year-old vampires can. That also need to drink human blood. <laughs> it's just so good. It, it's like, oh, how do how do you? Someone said to me, "Oh, it's like Friends, but with vampires." That's completely wrong. It's not like <laughs> yeah, Friends with no, vampires. No. This is like it's like the classic mockumentaries, like Spinal Tap type thing, but. Spinal Tap that the guys in the band are playing it really straight as well, aren't they? Even though they're stupid, this yeah. is it's like that. It's so good. It's just the fact that there's 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 a there's a, a backstory. There's a, there's a law to the actual world that they inhabit. Like there's there are other, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there are other creatures in in this world that exist, and the whole plot revolves around this big gala event that they have every like hundred years or whatever, and just. Oh, God, hilarity and shoes. But I've got some facts for this one as well. Um, the 125 hours of the movie was shot and 90% was completely improvised. Now, when you watch that film, if you think, fucking hell, this was improvised because some of it is absolutely gold. Yeah, it really, it's, yeah, it really is. Like some of the the uh, some of the things they say is just so funny. Like, <laughs> like the, the, I, there's, 
the scene where he goes, we're, we're, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. That's completely, completely yeah. improvised. My, my favourite so is, uh, um, he says, uh, you're talking about why vampires love virgins. Yeah. And he's like, um, oh, do you know what? Okay, I'm going to fuck this up now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Paraphrase it, don't worry. He basically says, like, a virgin is like... Um, Would you eat a sandwich that's been fucked, basically? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I got it right. But yeah, he basically like saying, think of a virgin as like a sandwich, but like a sandwich that hasn't been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why they like Something virgins. Like and there's a nice riff on the Lost Boys where he's like, do you like biscotti? Do you know what I mean? They're worms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And um, the building used for the exterior shots were the actual offices used by uh, Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson, which is just fascinating how, how small their yeah. little filming industry is in New Zealand that everyone seems to know each other. And what really blew my mind is it took nine years for the film to be made from planning all the way to the finished recording. Nine years. It's incredible. And to, to say that the, barely any of the script was used. It's just, a, yeah, I think they did like a short originally. Yeah. Somewhere you can find it. I think it might be on YouTube or something. It's like, it's like an original short or something they did. And then they were like, oh, let's turn this into a, into a film. And then since then they've done like, obviously there's a TV show that Gadget talked about um, in a previous episode, yeah. now there's also um, Wellington Paranormal. Yeah, so Wel- it's like Wellington a, PD. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, 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 a again a mockumentary about uh, the strange goings on in Wellington with like the. But it's the two coppers the, that the, are, that are in this film as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and vampires. <laughs> they were really funny as well. It's such a. It, it's just. It's so. It's not horror at all. But there's some horrific things in it. There's a lot of blood, <laughs> but it's like. It's just so funny. It's just so funny. I mean, have you have you all seen it as well? I have. Yeah, I watched it recently. Um, yeah, I agree. It was it was so good. Um, it's on Prime Video as well. If it anybody's is. got that, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. on my list of things to watch. So it's that it's, it's that it's that Kiwi comedy that it's it's, it's very British. It sounds weird, but it's very British. It's very dry. Yeah, it is very dry. Yeah. If you like. Um, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, if you've yeah. seen it like that, you, you you'll like the sort of humour that's in this. It's so good. Uh, I, I just yeah. found that I just found that quote. I had to make sure I got it out properly because it's so good. <laughs> when they're talking about it, he just says, "I think of it like this: if you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you know no one had fucked it." Yeah, <laughs> it's just so it. out of the blue. That's it's it. so so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. But um, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is not a film that I love, love, but I like a lot, and it's 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 probably the it's, it's not really a big budget film actually, but it feels like a big budget film. It's called Split, which is an M Night Shyamalan film. Yeah. Um, it's this unofficial, official, unofficial, official sequel to Unbreakable, starring Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Now, Split is in the same universe. It's called the East Rail 177 universe, which if you've seen Unbreakable, you know what that means. Everything has a universe now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, 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 the pl- it's the second of a planned trilogy. The next one's going to be called uh, Glass. And if you've seen the film, obviously you understand why. Um, Glass is out. Is it out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Came out oh right. Well, I have not been to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, glasses oh, out. out. There like... you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably watch that tonight. 
<laughs> Finally, I've been waiting so long. <laughs> but yeah, um, what what really it, the the film itself didn't really grab me. It's the acting role of one person in particular, James McAvoy. Now, I'm not a big McAvoy fan, but in this, he plays a character called Kevin, who has split personality disorder. Now, he doesn't have it where it can be medically treated. This guy has it bad. Now, I think he has a total of like 30-odd personas that his mind goes into. and. Yeah. Some of them are absolute psychopaths. Some of them are not are, are all right. Like his own normal, I say normal in inverted commas, Kevin himself is quite a nice young man. But the acting chops of McAvoy, the, the work he must have put in, mm. to, he, doesn't, he doesn't portray all the personas. He only does about six or seven. But still, the job that he does... And one of them, and I'm not going to spoil it, but one of them is such an animalistic kind of persona that he taps into, and it's frightening. It really is frightening. And it's so, like, that man must have worked out so much. Like, he changes his body mass, basically. Without CGI, he looks like a different person in certain personas. He does one where he's, he's, he's a persona of a woman, uh, like, a, like a middle-aged, posh woman, and it's... You forget that it's it's McAvoy. You just think, oh, it's just a it's just a woman. Mm. It's so good, and it, it's not like he puts a wig on either. He just wears a dress. <laughs> He's still got a, a bald head. Mm. So, it's so yeah. I don't it's know. Have you excellent. have you seen it? Yeah, his, his, yeah. yeah, yeah. His, his acting in that is the only thing I liked, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the main thing that why I'm bringing it because it's linked to Unbreakable in a stupid crap way. It's oh, probably it's awful the way they linked it. Awful. Yeah, it's probably linked to Glass in a shite way as well. I didn't even know Glass was out. That's how. I mean, Unbreakable is a great movie. I love that. I, I like Unbreakable. Superb. I didn't. I didn't like that either. I don't think I'm a fan of his films in general, to be honest. You don't like Signs? Um, uh, I did at the time. <laughs> I did at the time when I first watched it. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen it since. But what I don't like with his films is you expect a twist, and there always is. He started doing films without twists, and then everyone's like, "When's he going to do a film with a twist again?" So yeah, where's, put a twist where's the twist? I actually like the village. I enjoyed watching that. A lot of people yeah, don't the like village that is good. I enjoy. I like it. the village. I'm, I think I'm a bit of a Shyamalan fan without being obsessed. Uh, but yeah, um, I've just got some some obviously facts with this. Uh, a man factoids. by the name um, of Billy Milligan became the first person in the history of the United States to be acquitted of a crime based on psychological condition. Billy suffered from what is now known as dis- Dissociative Identity Disorder, also called Multiple Personality Disorder, and that's where he got the idea for Kevin in this film. Um, obviously, Billy Milligan was acquitted, but I'm not sure to the extent of his crimes. Um, they, they were, it wasn't planned initially when Shyamalan made, wrote the script for this film, and you'll, you can tell it wasn't planned to be linked to Unbreakable at all. And when you watch it, I mean, you yeah, can, you, you can tell. Yeah, you can definitely tell. When it, when it's it, like, when oh, let's pull a little bit link, at the end. Yeah, when they did the link at the end, I was just like, fuck off, like, yeah, like, the yeah, link. Yeah. That link is terrible. It really is. But it really I, you is. know, how do you get people more interested in it? You know, link it to one of your more successful yeah. films. Yeah. Now, if if you've seen Glass, you'll have to explain to me if this is fact or fiction, but. Um, on every one of these films that he's made, I'm sure it's probably on glass, uh, 
the the last words uttered in both the first two movies is Mr. Glass. So is that is that the last word in the final one? If you've seen it, it wasn't that memorable. Can't remember. <laughs> Honestly, I thought Glass was awful. The worst of the three. Is it Just... really bad? Oh, so bad. I so seen. bad. But yeah, when, when, when reason I'm bringing this up is because it doesn't seem it, but it was only a five million dollar budget. This film. And I bet a million went to McAvoy, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Should have done. It's the only thing that's... He is, he's yeah. really... Because he, I wasn't... I I'm not a big fan. Of, I don't like him as Charles Xavier in X-Men. Nope. But he's really good in this, and that's what really, like, set it apart. I'd rather... I'd rather it be an hour and a half of watching McAvoy get into the roles rather than the film, if you get what I mean. It's like a, yeah. a nice case study on an actor. Because that that, that's some chops he's got for this, absolutely. But they're my three anyway. But as I said, I struggled. I struggled to get these because I like a nice big AAA action romp as much as the next oh, man. We all love them, but, uh, you know, you find some gems elsewhere. And uh, Biggie, let's hear about some of your gems or some of the ones that you enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, I, I was opposite to... It's not glass, is it? <laughs> yeah. if it is then I'm just going to end the pod right now <laughs> no, I mean for me there was just too much choice it's like you know if we could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours we would personally myself I, I'm a bit like Stig I love my movies and um, I just tried to think of a few that just stuck in my mind for any reason um, so um, the ones I've chosen um, I've gone with Sicario Oh yeah, um, amazing! So yeah, good, great, great show. Has everyone seen yeah. it here? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it came out in uh, 2015. It's like a American action thriller. Uh, the so name Sicario is actually Spanish for Hitman, um, which kind of oh. reveals quite a big plot point. But I don't, I don't think it'll ruin anything. Spoiler no, for the you, movie. I think no. just looking looking at the the box art on the uh, DVD, you know exactly what you're getting into. But um, again, the cast is excellent. Um, it was directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Um, yeah. It stars Emily Blunt, Benicio del Toro, and Josh Brolin, amongst many others in the movie. Um, it basically it just it follows a um, principled FBI agent who's enlisted by a government task force to bring down the leader of a powerful and brutal Mexican drug cartel. Um, the movie literally starts off with a bang. Um, and gets going from there. It's a really intense movie, um, but the cinematography is incredible. Um, yep. It just captures, um, I don't know. It's what stands out most for me. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it kind of it makes so good. You know, I, I do not wish to offend anybody from Mexico, but it really does make Mexico seem really intimidating um, when they get mm. the way it's filmed. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, the cinematography is fantastic. The soundtrack is amazing. The acting is superb. Um, there's one particular scene which I won't spoil, um, but it's uh, in traffic. And it ah, is just... so <laughs> tense. So, oh, I so just well have done. never been so tense watching yeah. a movie. I thought yeah. it was just so well done. Um, and I, I just literally cannot recommend this movie enough. It's just so well done. Um, there is a sequel as it came out. I've um, not I seen it. A couple of years ago, uh, I think. It's, again, really good. Uh, Again, follow some of the characters. I won't reveal who, um, but yeah, just, oh yeah, you know, I can't recommend this film enough. I really enjoyed it. It's a great thriller, acting superb. It's got mm. twists and turns. 
but yeah, the cinematography is incredible. Yeah, he's just a brilliant director, though, Denis Villeneuve. Like, again, like he's just on such a roll at the moment. He's got Sicario, he wrong, Rival, Blade Runner. Now Dune yeah. looks like it's going to be epic. It seems like he's on a different level. He's on a different plateau of like filmmaking. Yeah. It's just completely... It's, it's like he's transcended. Yeah, it's so his, weird. his vision and like the the cinematographers he's working with, they're, they're just their eye for stuff is just so so good. So good. Give that man all the money. Mm. <laughs> Even when they announced Blade Runner, I really wasn't interested because I'm such a fan of Blade Runner. But I enjoyed Blade Runner. I, I thought he made me he like did. the sequel more than the original. Yeah, you're right. What yeah. you did that you know movie what I mean? was So, um, moving on, the second choice for me um, is the Raid. Oh, um, yes. Has everyone seen yes. this? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, like, so I've seen it about 40 times. Ever. It's so good. I, I come from a background of watching, I grew up watching Jackie Chan movies. Um, I thought you were going to say I come from a long line of Kung Fu experts then. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also know. No. Um, but, you know, I was always in the sort of the Jackie Chan side where people go Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee and so on. I admired Bruce Lee. I thought he was incredible. It's but, probably uh, one of the first conversations we actually had online, Biggie, about Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just fell in love with Jackie Chan, grew up with him. He was an incredible actor. He's the daddy. His movies, his backlog of movies are incredible. Um, and I didn't think that sort of action could really be topped because that guy's put himself through hell to entertain the world. <laughs> He's broken then, himself. Yeah, so much, so so much. Um, you know, I hope that guy somehow lives to enjoy his retirement. But Absolutely. when when the raid turned up, I mean, I didn't know what to expect really. I, I didn't know anything about the actor. I didn't know anything about the directors. It just sort of came up on my radar. Somebody said you should watch this, and it's an Indonesian action thriller. It came out in twenty eleven, yep. directed by Welsh guy Gareth Evans. Um, which really threw me as well because it seems like such an odd combination. That, <laughs> yeah, it's a know, Welshman doing Welsh it in Indonesia. Yeah, <laughs> but it's based on um, the martial art of silat um, practiced in yeah. Indonesia, um, and it stars a guy called Iko Uwai. I'm not quite sure if I pronounced that right. I think but, you did. Um, he is just incredible. The film basically is centered on him he's part of um, an elite squad that have to infiltrate a high-rise building that's run by a drug lord um, located in the sort of slums of jakarta in indonesia mm-hmm. um, and as they go in um, they get spotted by um, a scout that works for the drug lord and so the building just comes on lockdown and then basically the elite squad have to survive in this building to obviously save themselves save any of the the residents in there and hopefully take out the drug lord it's quite a basic plot um it's been done before in different ways um and weirdly and we were talking about this in the discord that the movie dread came out exactly you official the sequel? same time <laughs> um, <laughs> they have like the same kind of exactly yeah, the same plot, plot. it's so strange yeah um, i think the raid came out first didn't it but there were there were yeah, they're obviously being made at the same time, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's just such it's, a weird... It's very... Like um, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah, yeah. It's very video game like type, isn't it? Like moving mm. from one level to one level, one level to the next, like meeting different... They kind of do meet different bosses as they go up, don't they? Like they, yeah. they, the, 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 they get the, up. The famous IGN review where it states that The Raid is the best video game movie of all time. That's <laughs> not based on a video game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can see it, though. You can see where like that influence comes from. Oh, like, yeah. Kind of... 
Like he levels uh, up he, as well. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? He gets just he gets stronger. You cannot. You just cannot explain just the action of this movie. You cannot. It's just incredible. I cannot believe what they pull off in this movie. The yeah, stunts, the, chore- the choreography is. It's just insane. Some of the moves, some of the, the hits, you just look at you just think there's just no way that didn't hurt somebody. It's just incredible what they <laughs> broke off a record. The film broke a record for the most plastic used, you know, because when the, when the fire guns, they, they're obviously little timed explosions that they have on set, and it broke the record for the most plastic used for bullet holes in any film ever. Which I mean, is a lot incredible. Of- a lot, a lot of the choreography is, is sort of inside rooms or corridors, so the the, the environment is really tight. So yeah. the moves are so quick and so close, and um, yeah, you feel every punch. Every it's like kick. ballet sometimes, isn't it? It's such choreographed, it's a, but it's so fast as well. And it's it doesn't. Yeah. Look, you know, I could be wrong, but it, to me, it doesn't look sped up at all. It, it, it's no. just. No, I don't a lot think of, it is at all. A lot no. of work has gone into this movie uh, from the Incredible. choreography. It's funny. I think. Um, he only made Gareth Evans. He only made this movie on because it was a sort of cheap film to make, so that he could raise enough money through this film, so he could make the sequel to it. Yeah, and, yeah. And which, the, yeah. the sequel's incredible. It's insane. It's insane. It is. It's, it, <laughs> you didn't think they could top it, and they did. And even the story, it, there is the sequel's completely different now. <laughs> so We've hardly weird. had to talk about the plot of the raid, but the raid two is just this whole drawn out. You know, it's so um, mental. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I mean, you don't you don't need the plot for the raid, the first no, one at all. Like, not at all. It's, it's a very simple plot, completely fine, but the action just holds everything together so well. Something else that's really good as well, um, also written and directed by Gareth Evans, was the uh, Sky Atlantic series, Gangs of London. Yeah, oh, really? I really oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially yeah, the first episode. If you, if you like the raid, you, yeah, watch the first episode and you'll you'll think, oh yeah, this is Gareth Evans, definitely. You can tell oh, okay. just with the choreography. Yeah. It, Another, I heard of the show, brilliant. I just didn't realize it's, it's excellent. Another one for you, Biggie. If like you like the raid, is because um, some of the same actors is uh, the night comes for us. You seen that? No. I've heard of it. I've not yeah, seen it, but I've heard good it's, things. It's uh, it's brutal. It's bloody. It's the martial arts in it is like just it's on the you know the level of the raid. Not as good, but it's still really that kind of stuff going on. It's really. Do you good. know? Do you know how I got told to watch the raid? Someone said to me, they were like, "Do you know how you, you really like Old Boy?" I'm like, "Yeah, I love Old Boy." He's, he's like, "Do you know that cool scene in Old Boy? Imagine that being a full film." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. That's what you imagine of. Yeah, the yeah. hammer scene in the corridor. Yeah, it's I was like, like yeah, "Okay, sure. I'm in. I'm in." Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is better than Old Boy." <laughs> Yeah, but I mean the the sequel even ups the ante with the stunts. It's got you got it's vehicles so involved. It, it's just it's a bit long. It's a longer movie. There's a lot more plot and drama in it. Yeah, it's fascinating um, how different it is. It's as if the first film's the the, the trailer to the second film. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so it? weird. But it, it's definitely um, watchable. I get it watched. I really do. Really, really do. Uh, third choice for me um, is uh, very similar to what Oodles was talking about. Um, is a, a horror movie for me. Uh, it's called Hereditary. Um, and I've it not came seen out, it. Um, in 2018, I think it was. I'm going to probably go for a shout for that. Yeah, yes. But yeah. It's uh, directed by um, Ari Aster. It was his first movie. Um, he's gone on to do Midsummer, which came out, I think, last year. Um, but Hereditary is just something else. It's again an American horror movie, but it's really centered around grief. 
Um, the main character, uh, which is Tony Collette, her mother passes away. Her mother is quite this sort of overbearing, eccentric mother that had this sort of um, relationship with the family. Um, and as uh, the funeral, it starts off with the funeral um, of what happens to uh, the family, how they deal with the grief. And then certain things are then revealed as the movie goes on. And again, I'm not going to re- spoil anything for this movie. But the acting um, by everybody in this is incredible. And how Tony Collette didn't get an Oscar for this role. Oh, she's so good in it. I cannot understand. She is unbelievable yeah. in this How film. scary is it? It's unnerving. It's like The Witch. I, it has yeah. moments in it that you don't it's, expect. Yeah. I didn't find it scary. I didn't it's find not it jump scary. scary. It's, no. unset- it's unsettling all the way through. That's and making I me want to watch really, it more. And I really walked away from that movie. I had to watch it literally a few days later and watched it again. It's wow. so, it, it stuck with me. There was something about that story. You know, I've been through grief myself. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, not what else happens in the movie, but there was just <laughs> um, just something about that movie just stuck with me. I couldn't stop thinking about it for days, which is very rare for me. You know, I can appreciate a great movie, but yeah. this stuck with me. I recommended it to my mates. They watched it. They came away, said they loved it, didn't like the ending, and I was just like, really? And you know, and similar, it just, similar to be honest, uh, it's but, just something about it just resonated, yeah. and I don't know why, but I loved it. And Midsummer, the sequel, oh, sorry, stop, cut that. It's not a sequel, it's his second movie again, has follow up themes. It's brilliant. It's just, I recommend I'm that. Definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to slap hereditary on my little list then. I'm not, I'm yeah, never, you should. It's on, it's yeah. on Netflix, Oodles. It is. I thought yeah. it was one of those insidious type films. No, 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 no. no. It's um, Annabelle. Slow burner. It's a slow burner. <laughs> yeah, the first half and though. builds and builds. Okay, the, I watch it the first half. Is it's the tension? The first half just builds so much, doesn't it? Like, yeah, and like they said, it's, it's it has, it takes its time to get to where it wants to go, but when it hits a certain point, um, from there onwards, it just yeah, it just kind of wraps into up it. everything into the it's horror into so... the horror part unsettling the way things are cut the lingering camera um angles uh, the way the, the environment is used the editing the sound just i just felt constantly on edge watching it in but yeah. in a good way cool. you know you just the sound is perfect yeah and again cast was amazing but uh yeah cannot recommend that movie enough and midsummer if you haven't seen it i really recommend that too really really good i can't wait to see this guy's work what he does next really cool Brilliant. There's some great films there, Biggie. Uh, some of them that I absolutely love as well, so I wholeheartedly recommend them. Uh, Doomy, what have you got to share? Well, the film I'm bringing to the table is uh, it's a film I watched this year. It was released last year, um, but it actually won the Oscar for Best Picture at this year's Oscars. It's Star called Parasite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's called Parasite. Um, it's a South Korean film by director uh, Bong Joon-ho. Great. Um, it's it's a hard film to talk about um, to for anybody that hasn't seen it. Um, because, Which is me, by the way. Yeah, I don't... Because I watched this having no idea about the film other than the title and the fact that it had won the Oscar. That's the best um, way to go into it. It's it's definitely, I think everybody who's seen this says, I don't know what it's about because if you, you don't want to read anything about it, but it's it's so worth watching it without knowing it, what it's it is, about. <laughs> it is better it is better going in blind because like yeah. like I said, I, I just knew the title of it and what I was imagining it, the film to be. Based I'm sure on that there's title. a film that came out a few years ago before this called Parasite as well. It's about like some underwater kaiju thing. No, 
It's not that, is it? <laughs> it's not that, no. no. It's no. far removed from that. Yeah. Although, to be fair, he did do a film about an underwater kaiju called Her- Which is- Host. The host. The host, yeah. yeah. And that was oh, awesome really? too. Yeah, that's yeah. really that's a good film, yeah. Oh, cool. So I'll try I'll try and sort of give a bit of a premise to this film without sort of spoiling any of it. Um it's about a poor South Korean family. They all live in their sort of tight, cramped basement flat together. And one one member of the family, the son, he gets a job as an English tutor, uh, work uh, for the daughter of a wealthy uh, Korean family. Um, so the rest of his family then fraudulently they managed to acquire jobs working for the same family as sort of a, a maid or a chauffeur mm. um, and then sort of certain events take place throughout the movie and the, the sort of plan starts to, to fall apart um, it's 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 such a good film and it, it, it manages to get so many different genres into one film as well, I, yes. I found, um, you know, there's, there's comedy, thrill, thriller, uh, horror, sort of love story, so 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 much in one in one okay. film. He does that so well, the director. Yeah. Though, if you've is seen the guy his that work. did um, Snowpiercer, am I getting it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Ah, I love Snowpiercer. It is, and like Snowpiercer, there's a sort of Sort of, sort of mirrors that sort of social divide between the rich yeah, and the poor. The, yeah, basically, it's no like thing, definitely. gentrification slash Willy Wonka, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's such a visual film, Parasite. Um, mm. he, you know, and he's known for sort of storyboarding all his films. Bong Joon Ho, so he knows exactly how he wants everything to look like on every shot, and you can tell. And there's so much to pick up from within the film. It just makes it completely rewatchable. And it's, I think anytime you watch it, you're going to come away and you think, oh, do you know what? I, I noticed that this time. No, there's a little Easter egg or something, a metaphor within it. For example, yeah. there's, a, there's a noodle dish that they cook in the film. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks fucking delicious. So oh. I, I was like, right, I, I want to find out what this noodle dish was and make it. So it's... Um, it's basically, it's basic. Well, you're not far off. You're not far right. off, to be fair, because it's basically two different packets of, of noodles, right? And um, yeah. it's a. I've got them here actually because I've made it. So <laughs> it's a packet of chapaghetti noodles, okay, and a, pa- a packet of neoguri noodles. Uh, together, they are chapaguri, <laughs> which is the name of the dish. Brilliant. Um, so it's basically those two noodles combined and then they add a steak on top of it like All chopped right. up steak mixed into it um I'm hungry it's only to. since <laughs> I, I, i've sort of looked into the dish itself because i didn't notice this when i when i was watching the film i didn't pick up on it but the steak that they use is is called hanu beef which is the korean version of sort of wagyu it's pound for pound more yeah. expensive than japanese wagyu beef Wow. So it's sort of you've got your your poor people's noodles and the rich yeah, people's pure like steak. Oh, yeah. So wow, that's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's sort of that's... like it's, a, it's like a metaphor for the film itself. Those yeah. two combined, which I, I just, just thought about, like it sounds weird, right? You're talking, you're, you're literally talking about noodles, and you're making me think I need to watch this film. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's so weird. When you mention Snowpiercer, to yeah. me, um, you know. 
that's quite the acting is very sort of over the top and exaggerated. Oh, it's Hollywood as fuck, isn't it? You take Parasite, the, the acting in that is just something else. The, act, the acting is so so fantastic. The dialogue is is exceptional. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 one of the top ten films easily. It's so good, so so good. It, well, like it, Korean it, cinema's like exploded, hasn't it? In the past like twenty years, it's like oh, Korean cinema. It's incredible. That's the way to go. And, and I'm such a firm believer in not watching dubbed movies. You, you must get the absolutely dare watch actual performance. Dare. No, you have to get the performance from the actors, and that's why a movie like Parasite wouldn't work if it was dubbed. It just—it's all about the delivery. It really is, and it—it it absolutely deserved its Oscar as well. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Incredible, great film. I want to—I want to watch it. I've right seen it now, three times. Absolutely. But do I, I, I'd do, love... do you want to watch it with me, do me? <laughs> love to. <laughs> You bring the noodles, I'll bring the uh, steak. <laughs> you, yeah, you bring the honey beef. <laughs> that steak thing is just blowing my mind. I didn't yeah. even pick up on that. That's, there's that's so incredible. much in there like um, that if you read up about it, there's just... Am I going to get obsessed with this film? Ish. You could Probably. do. Because, yeah, like I said, you, <laughs> could, look, you could see even so you much in the, the poster, film. Look at the poster of the movie as well, yeah. the official poster. It is, I didn't yeah, did even know about well. how I missed this. How have I missed it? Finger is not on the pulse, is it? Yeah, but you should, you should, you should one hundred percent watch Parasite. How can I watch it? Is it available to rent or? It's it, you could probably rent it. Um, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I think it's about a fiver on DVD or ten pounds on Blu-ray. I might just I'm, buy I'm, it. You know, I might, I might just, I might just go on. It'd be worth it. It'd be it. worth it because you will watch it. Like you'll get yeah. your money's worth. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll bill you if I don't like it, but I know I will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I'm kind of going against what we're talking about here. Well, obviously, we're going to talk. We're talking about the last ten years, but um, I recommend watching Memories from of Murder as well, uh, which mm. is one of his other films. That's from two. It's really hard to get hold of in this country, um, but uh, if you do get the chance to see that, it, it has it, the style is very similar with the taking very serious subjects but also injecting a bit of humour into it in places. And... Maybe I should genuinely just go through his back catalogue and... Oh yeah, you should do. I've, you should I've, I've enjoyed every single film of his that I've watched. Yeah. He did He did Okja as well. Yeah, yeah, no, he did that, yeah. So is that uh, your only one, yeah, Jimmy? That's that's yeah. just, that's it for me. I think that's, that's all he needs because he's won, hasn't he? Is, cause it, well, <laughs> it's, it's a, a perfect it's a uh, film. It's an absolutely brilliant film. What have you got, Stig? Because you're, 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 you're a real cinema nerd. Uh, I I'm gonna go through three films myself. I'm worried about this. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be. There's nothing way out there. Okay. One of them, yeah. Especially my last one. It's as far as Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah. Very hard a, with a vengeance. A little indie <laughs> film called Fast and Furious. Five. <laughs> no, so my first film is a film called Your Name. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, this is a film by Makoto Shinkai. It's about two high school schoolers called Mitsuo and Taki. Uh, they're two complete strangers. They live separate lives. She's like a small t- town girl trapped in like this, this small town in the middle of like nowhere who dreams of like a life in Tokyo. It's like the and, Journey song, Small Town Girl. Yeah. And he's <clears throat> sorry, and he's a boy from Tokyo. Uh, but one night, so so they they switch. So this is this is a body um, switching film, body swapping freaky, film, Freaky Friday. Yeah, but like a lot, lot, lot better. So <laughs> Whoa. yeah, so Whoa. yeah, so Mitsuha obviously she wakes up in Taki's body and he wakes up in hers. Uh, this all you know, this bizarre occurrence continues to happen randomly to them. 
doesn't mm-hmm. happen every night. It just keeps happening at random stages. Uh, it seems to all center around when a comet flies past the Earth. So that seems to be yeah. like the trigger point. Uh, but so, so she's kind of bound to where she lives uh, because of her dad. He's uh, the mayor of this of this uh, town. The family is also very traditional. Uh, so when she gets to switch his bodies, she has a little bit of fun with it. She kind of like plays around with his life a little bit and his love life and stuff like that. Uh, so when they, obviously when they switch bodies, they don't know what the other person's done. So they'll come back the next day and all the friends will be like, oh, you were acting weird yesterday. What was going on? And they're like, I don't know. I have no memory of like what I did yesterday. Yeah, so, obviously. Yeah. So eventually they figure out how to communicate. They figure out what's going on. They work out this isn't a dream. You know, this isn't something that's going on in our heads. This is actually happening. We are switching bodies. So they figure out a way to communicate with each other, like leaving notes and updating the calendars on the phone and taking pictures and stuff like that so they can show the other side what's going on. Uh, But there's, there's a massive message in this film about time and memories and cherishing the moments you have. Mm. Like... That's throughout the whole film. The whole thing's like steeped in this message of time and the red string of fate. So do you know what the red string of fate is? It's like an old Chinese proverb about an invisible red cord that's like tied around one finger and another finger at the other end. Oh yeah, and like the, yeah. The two people are the two people are destined to meet. Yeah, regardless their situation. Regardless, like they, yeah, they are their true loves, and this cord will bring them together. Yeah. That f- that chord actually at one point in the film it is actually represented physically as well. There's a moment in the film where the red where the red chord comes into play. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's such a unique love story. Uh, it's uh, the character because the characters fall in love and they never actually meet. Yeah, so, you see, I started I started watching this not so long ago, but I didn't stop because I didn't like it. I stopped because I had to go somewhere, and I yeah. just never. Came back, but when I, I, I was pretty engrossed, I, I think I must have watched about half an hour, and I, and, and something stopped me from going back. I, you know, when it just slips your mind. Yeah, yeah. But Especially you when you're in, on a one. Netflix binge and stuff like that. It's like, ooh. Yeah, but, I think it's still on Netflix, so it's definitely yeah, I think it you is. definitely finish it off. But I, I just absolutely love this film. I should have uh, started this by saying this is a, a Japanese animated film. Oh, it looks incredible, though. But yeah, it is one of the best looking animated films I've ever seen. But the story. You instantly forget it's a cartoon. Yeah, the characters, <laughs> the music, it's so enjoyable and emotional. Um, I could run out of descriptive words to use for this, to be honest. You know, like, it's just. <laughs> Colourful. It's beautiful to look at. It's, it there's is. parts in this film that is so stunning um, that really affect you, and it's got like a hypnotic charm to it. Uh, it's a film that did bring me to tears twice. Oh, dude! Um, yeah, and uh, it's something I just—it just has something about it. I don't think any live-action film could achieve. I don't know what that is. It's just this story between these two people. There's I'm obviously we're here. We're not going to spoil anything, but so I can't really say how what happens later in the film. But there just there's a moment later in the film which is just so perfect and pure. Oh wow! Um, I'll definitely finish that off what, then. Yeah. What, what's I'll it called? Start this film? Again. I've got to add it to my watch list. It's called Your Name. Not called it, Dumakun. It, it's actually called Your Name. He's just yeah, yeah, written that down. <laughs> he's written Dumakun down. And there's, and there's a reason that Your Name, Your so Your Name is again. It's all about that. Um, 
about the time and cherishing and, and new memories and, and yeah. stuff like that. It all comes into play about why it's called that. Uh, but um, it's, if you like Studio Ghibli films, this is like up there, top tier. It is top tier storytelling and so animation. Usually, a- a- anime anime films tend to be a lot cheaper to make than like big Hollywood blockbusters. But is this fully? In- is it an independent movie? Or I'm not. I'm not trying to, um, to kibosh your your suggestion because I don't care either way. Because I'm gonna, I, I like it. I'm re- regardless, but it's is it a Studio a, Ghibli movie? Is it by them? It, yeah, it's not like it isn't a. Um, you know, because it's still technically film. independent. It if it was... is Studio Ghibli, it is independent. Yeah, because it's not Studio Ghibli. No. Uh, so your name was. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna have to find this out now. Some of these, some of these anime films, they cost millions, but some of them don't, and it's not yeah. always to do with the money that's thrown at it. Because if it's not just robots smashing each other for forty <laughs> minutes, sometimes you can cut corners and and spend a lot less. So, I cannot find the, what the budget was. I put it into Google there. Twenty it quid. Is, <laughs> no, but I don't think it's. It, I don't think it was a lot of money, but it actually grossed. It's Japan's biggest um, grossing wow. animated film ever. Wow! Really? Yeah. It wow. took. Uh, more than Spirited Away. Yeah, about Akira. Uh, Twenty-five billion yen. It's equivalent to $357.9 million. Wow. And that's a yeah. recent movie. No, that's, right? sorry, that was worldwide. Sorry, that's why it took worldwide. But yeah, it's... Oh, right. Yeah. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realise. And we've all slept on it, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just stunning. It's, it's a masterpiece. Uh, it got completely ignored at the Oscars. Because it's a cartoon, reason. probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, because Studio Ghibli's and... the, the, the yeah, animated. True. The animated Oscar, it should have, because it, it's better than anything that came out that year. Did something like Toy Story win instead? Uh, no. <laughs> I cannot remember what it won. won Cast that. three. But it, no, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thir- it's got a third act and a movie ending sequence, which is one of my favourites ever. Just Cool. I'm, I'm definitely into that. Yeah, and again, like I would say, with most of these things, as we've already said, watch it in Japanese with the subtitles. Yeah. Just because I've seen the English dub and it's not very good. Sometimes dubs, English dubs aren't bad, but this was clearly, because it wasn't a massive film when it, came, when it was originally made, the English dub and the acting isn't very good. Mm-hmm. But the Japanese is. And also, like the, the soundtrack is, is brilliant. Radwimps did the soundtrack for this and there, so they did everything. So mm. they composed the whole thing. And the way they did it was each member of the band was given a section of the film and they and oh, said that's cool. and, and they said, You go away and do the odd bit, I'll go and do my bit, you go and do that bit, and then they brought it all together and made it all oh, fit. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, so it's got this really unique soundtrack. But it's not like obviously all completely different. Yeah. Everything no, like yeah. really works and the, the piano music in it is really beautiful. So yeah, uh, your name. Definitely uh, check that one out. Will do. Uh, my second one, uh, which again was criminally ignored, I think, in uh, award season, is a film called You Were Never Really Here. So this mm. is uh, it's a 2018 film directed by Lynn Ramsey and stars Wacklin Phoenix. It's about a traumatised veteran who who 
but he's unaf- but he's unafraid of violence, and he he's now gone into the business of tracking down missing girls for a living. Oh, wow. So yeah, uh, so he takes on a job which kind of starts to spin out of control, and it starts to un- unveil a conspiracy, starts to uncover, but it kind of leads to a bit of an epiphany with him, like the way it's what's happening. But this this pretty much sits up right up there with my favorite films from 2018. Well, it was released in the UK in 2018, so but it's one of those films that just drew me in from the get go. I've like, seen it on Netflix as well. I've seen it advertised yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, it's, it it's such a stunning opening shot, like wonderful score, um, like a really hypnotic kind of opening. Really mm. draws you in. Uh, it's one of those ones where again, it's like the directing, editing, cinematography. It's, yeah, uh, it's art rather than just. Rather than just calling it good or really great, it's pure art. I do me. like Joaquin Phoenix as well. I'm a big, I'm, yeah. a, I'm big into him. I think he's been on a great run the last few years. Yeah, I think he always I has yeah. been. Well, he went off the. He kind of just went off a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Side projects, but like the last yeah. few years, like everything I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed and thought he's been brilliant. Yeah. I really liked him in the Gladiator. I really- I thought yeah, like, Gladiator, yeah. It was good in that, really. It was all Walk about the line. Um, he was brilliant in Walk the Line. Mm. Brilliant yeah. signs. I'm telling uh, you. It was great. Um, yes. Joker. And uh, this, yeah. Obviously, yeah, the, yeah, winning awards for the Joker and everything. So, mm. But he's not, again, he is incredible in this. Yeah. It's like, it, it's one of those performances for me where um, you don't see the actor. Yeah, that's what you want, though, don't you? Really? Yeah, these, where these you, big method actors. Yeah, where you're transported out the film and thinking, "I'm not watching Wackling Phoenix here." You, you are seeing mm. the character, and it's yeah. such a good performance. Uh, the use of color and lighting is amazing. Uh, there's one scene that it's, takes place in the lake. Uh, everything about that is just cinema perfection. Just wow. the use. Yeah. Um, I also really like the way that this this. Because um, it's it's a brutal film, because of the type of nature. Obviously, he does he's tracking down a missing girl, so you know this guy yeah. has to he has to beat people up and kill people to work his way to this you know this missing girl. Yeah. Um, but I really like the way that Lynn Ramsey decided to show this. So without uh, you know, like films like John Wick and Taken, they're kind of it's they're enjoyable, but they're glorifying showing how that violence is and yeah, showing snapping you. bones like, and like. Resting yeah, exactly. on the bones, sticking out of the arm and stuff. Yeah, like that. Th- those films are uh, one of the enjoyable things about them is watching the violence and watching all the kick-ass action. Yeah. Whereas this really holds back. It only shows you snippets. It you don't oh. even see some of it. it. You have to fill in your imagination. There's a bit with a hammer where all you hear is a sound, but you know from the sound that it's just utterly <laughs> it's brutal. hitting something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, you know it's brutal and hard hitting, but you don't have to see it all to be effective. I like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, I wrote a thing on something about it, and I said it's haunting, harrowing, and an existential film that infiltrates all your senses. And I loved it. Is that on the movie poster? Yeah. No, that's just what I said <laughs> when I wrote it. All right, that's really yeah. good. That's cool. Yeah, you should, you should put that on the poster. Seriously, that's really good. Modern escapism. Yeah. And um, finally, after. Um, you know, it's we're completely changing uh, gear here. My last film is Paddington Two. Paddington Two. <laughs> Paddington Two. Oh yeah, the bear. I had thought long and hard about this. 
Yep, I thought long and hard about what I was going to say about this. I've got all these honourable mentions, which I'm going to quickly mention at the end. And they're all brilliant films, but they're all. But I just wanted something that's it's this. This is the perfect film. Paddington Two. Paddington Two is Are you on drugs? Quintessential. I've heard good things about the it. Quintessential perfect film. What? This, if you're feeling down and you want you want to feel happy, you watch Paddington Two. It is it is amazing. If you find me a single a person who thinks, apart from Jeebus, because he probably hates it. <laughs> he probably hates the bit where Paddington flies into the Death Star and destroys yeah. it. So <laughs> uh, this stars Ben Wishaw as Paddington. Yep. Perfect voice. It's got Hugh Grant, Brendan Gleeson, Hugh Bonneville, and Sally Hawkins, and then just a glut of other English and British act- uh, actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so this takes place, obviously, he's... Paddington's now settled down with the Browns um, and he starts to decide to start doing odd jobs you know, to earn some money so he can buy his Aunt Lucy a present. All right. But the present he wants turns out to be actually um, a val- something really valuable that no one apart from the bad guy knows about. So when he steals it, Paddington's framed and ends up in prison. Shit. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like Shawshank, but with Paddington. <laughs> so Paddington, what That's Paddington manages to do, though, is like because of it, it, it's like I said, this is the perfect film. It's bringing, it's brimming with charm. It's funny. It's exciting. It's it is even a, a part of it that's quite harrowing at one point uh, near the end. Uh, but if if you want to smile while you watch a film, this Paddington too. It's so heartwarming. It's so it's so good. Does Paddington lock it, himself into the warden's office and play some music for the whole prison yard? No, no, <laughs> well, he should. But he, but he does introduce the prisoners to marmalade sandwiches. Oh right. well, he so, can't and be that, uh, and that and that. Uh, I'm into that. Yeah, that uh, you know swings him into the into onto his side. As long but, as the uh, sandwiches I, haven't been fucked beforehand. You what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that, but I'm taking it some kind of lewd uh, joke. How dare you say that about Paddington? He is pure. But yeah, hang on, though, hang on, though, because like I've, 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 sorry to distract, but I've seen the first Paddington, and I was like, oh, this is good. So Paddington goes to a human prison. Paddington goes to a human prison. I'm still, yeah. I'm trying to grasp this because obviously it's a I mean, world Paddington where people don't care. There's a talking bear. bear. Yeah, yeah, there's a talking bear. He's, he's, but aren't they like, hang on, right? He's as as much as he is the smartest non-human on the planet, clearly because he can talk and speaks perfect English. And I think he's from Peru as well, isn't he? For Peruvians, yeah, the deepest, speaks, darkest of Peru. Yeah, he speaks perfect English and he's well-spoken stuff. But still, I'd have reservations of having a bear in prison with me because surely he's the most dangerous thing in there. He's They're a bear. Zoos. <laughs> oh well, they don't like that. They don't like that. But sh- he's a bear. He could ravage them. Uh, he could do. He's only a tiny maybe, bear, though, isn't he? He's maybe he does oodles. Maybe he does. No spoilers here. <laughs> That's true. But you say he's a tiny Rated bear, but do you want to you want to fight a little koala bear? And I know they're not technically bears, but koala bears are only tiny, and they could rip your throat off. Yeah. Nah. It's well, it, it, it's a kids' it, film, isn't it? So you got to take obviously. Well, it could have been an extended version of it. Prison I've seen it. I've seen it many times. Um, 
it's just one of them films that my son wanted to watch over and over again, and it is good, to be fair. Really? It is good. Yeah, it is. It, it, is, it, is, a, it is a decent film. I'll tell you what, wait till Christmas Day, watch it with your kids on Christmas Day. Yeah, we watch that. They'll be playing all night upstairs and stuff. They're not like no. your kids, my kids. They're not quaint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's just a film. Like Everything has a purpose. Like Nothing's like wasted. Yeah. Everything, has a, everything has a payoff. I get um, it. I get it. But the the prison section of the film is great. The the breakout is like such a fun. I'm not. That's not a, it's a spoiler, <laughs> but it's it, it. That's how he gets out of prison. He breaks out, but it's it's so good. Like the prison breakout, like is really behind good. a poster, yeah, and he crawls through shit for two miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Hugh Grant as well is fantastic. Do you know what? Film. I like Hugh Grant. It, People yeah, don't like him. I like him. He's such he's so Ooh. charismatic as the villain. Uh you can tell he's having an awesome time doing this part. Like you can tell he just t- rocked up and was like, I'm have just you gonna seen, have such um, fun the, with the this gentleman. Part. Yeah, yeah, it's he's like really that, good where, in that. Where he's where he's clearly just having like a really good time playing yeah. this non non typical Hugh Grant role. Yeah, bumbling, tripping up over yeah. some apples. Ooh. But like I mean he, he kind of he, he does it's a bit meta in a way because he kind of plays this washed up actor. Like yeah, you know, Grant's not right. like particularly washed up, but for a long time he wasn't exactly doing much, was he? No. Um, but he can't seem to let it go, so he, he uses all of his old stage disguises and and like roles and all the get up and everything to like fool people. So he's constantly playing like different characters throughout the film. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so he's having a good time. He's he's brilliant. It's probably the best thing I've seen him in in a long time, to be honest. I just I just love Paddington. I just think he's brilliant. I don't and the character. I think the character's like there to it, it's one of it's one of those ones where he sees the good in everyone. Like, in my head, all, Paddington's even in the same as Winnie the Pooh, but he's not same as Winnie the Pooh, is no, he? No, no, no. He just like he, even the prisoners. He won't like he see you know he gives them a hard stare when they when they say something wrong. That's about all they get because he sees that he can like kind of change them and does and, he get a tattoo? To... No, 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 no. <laughs> Like he's, starts yeah. heroin in prison, you know. Just... <laughs> oh God! <laughs> just um, he smuggles in a little there. phone. You know what I mean? Like it just—it's a character that's like, like I said, he searches for the good in everyone and the innocence in the world, and like it's a really good message for children and probably for some adults, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, maybe I'm just too dark for this. I'm too twisted. Yeah, I think the first. The, I think both Paddington films are brilliant. Family I've seen the first one. I liked it. I didn't but love I think, it. I didn't think anything. Yeah, I did. But I think the second one is particularly, uh, yeah. I can't. I don't have a bad word to say about that. But that's wow. why I just wanted to, yeah, mention Paddington. You throw me off these, with that, mate. You absolutely yeah, throw me off. Rather than all these, like, uh, you know, Oscar-worthy <laughs> films and stuff like that, which don't get me wrong, have their place in on in this podcast. But I just oh, wanted yeah. to uh, end on that uh, on the delightful Paddington note of two. Paddington Two, <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. And, yeah, and just before we move on to. Uh, the final section, uh, the Inquisition. I'm going to put, throw a few memorable, um, honourable mm. mentions that I uh, because I could have gone on for days and days and days about these films, <laughs> about films. So these are all films from the last decade, which I would have give a perfect score to. Um, the Lighthouse, Black Swan, Lion, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh yeah, tri- which I nearly talked about, but good film. Yeah, uh, Train to Busan is a mm. brilliant film. It's a zombie yep. film that takes place mm-hmm. on a train, but it just th- does so many good things with when cinema was kind of full of zombie films, this went and did something different and yeah. it's really enjoyable. In Bruges, 
Hilarious. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Taika Waititi film. It's a beautifully funny film. Get Out, yes. Room, yes. Moonlight, Captain Fantastic, Whiplash, and Nightcrawler. Oh, Whiplash. Brilliant. <sighs> Night, Nightcrawler yeah. is outstanding. It is. Yeah. I, I could have picked any one of those films, um, but your name was always the one I wanted to make sure that I brought to people's attention. Uh, you were never really here as well, and, and like that I said, the last one it just I could not. Paddington Two. I could not think. <laughs> I could have gone on about, but I just wanted to talk about Paddington Two. I just you, thought you that, that deserves. I've I learned something that deserves, from you today, mate. I've learned that deserves something. some attention. So I have to watch it now, don't I? Yeah, because if I'd have put it in that list, Paddington Two, oh yeah, fine. But I thought, no, actually, I'm going to talk about why I love this film. It would have been it, it. It would have seemed more out of place if you'd have just put it in that list of other titles at the end. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. What I mean, without talking about it. Yeah, these are all these like yeah, really renowned films and everything. I'm really and Paddington Two is really renowned, but I'm um, looking forward just... to the feedback on Paddington Two. I think that's going to really. Not, I not, just don't, not isolate anyone. I think it's just going to shock them. Like, oh, Paddington Two. I, I just don't think uh, films should be dismissed because the children's films. Of course not. If they're well, no, if they're well written and the well and the well done, like that, they, they deserve the place to be talked about. I still state, and people don't like hit, it. Hit but I, still, I still think Toy Story Two is a masterpiece. Oh, I love. I love all the four Toy Story films, even the fourth one. People said they didn't like it as much. I but, think Two is perfect for a for a yeah. family film. Two is incredible. So those are some of the films from the last 10 years that are not on the blockbuster scene that we all thought were worthy of talking about and bringing to your attention. We hope that uh, you go out there and watch some of these films. And if you do, feedback, send us some feedback on what you thought. Or if you've seen them already and you agree with us or disagree with us, again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm. But for now, we're going to head into the Inquisition for those people who have sent in their thoughts on films from the last 10 years that they wanted us to talk about. So over to you, Oodles. Nobody expects Oodles Inquisition. Um, this week, uh, we discussed the films we love from the last decade that aren't big budget blockbusters. So we obviously asked everyone on Twitter, theirs. Very simple. Um, we'll start with John Cheatham at John Cheatham one if it wasn't for Parasite, then The Lighthouse would have been the film of the year last year. A svelte 4 million budget, an eerie and suggestive sequence of events, and the best performances Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson may ever do. Mandatory. Love The Lighthouse. I mean, I'm up for that. Yeah, I agree. It's such a good film. Also, I'm putting up Uncut Gems, another banger from last year. Adam Sandler, with a performance you can't tear your eyes away from, despite the fact it's actually stressful to watch. Now, I like Uncut Gems, but... I'll never ever watch it again. No, I won't. I won't. It's it fucking did my head in. One of the most stressful experiences I've ever had watching a film. It's such a stressful. It got to the point where my wife had to leave the room because it was yeah. just, her anxiety was just going through the roof because of what was going on. She's just like, I can't finish this. She says, it's Very not quickly. Because I... I haven't seen it. Why is it like that? I don't just, understand. We just watch it. It's just super stressful. I, I, it's, it's manic. It's just Adam, yeah, Adam Sandler going from place to place trying to sort a problem out. But yeah, but they just the, get worse. The way he is, and the way the, the, the way the character is, and the people he yeah. bumps into, and it just yeah, it just oh, it just a tip for you all as well. Skin. Don't watch his new follow-up, Hubie Halloween. It's horrendous. It's shite. No, that's <laughs> it's fucking. I never would. I never would. Fucking shite. Anyway, uh, Nimrod, Rick, Nimrod Hicks. Sorry. 
Hi guys, there's no way I could let you talk about non-blockbuster movies without giving a shout out to Robert Rodriguez's Machete. A crazy epic romp, love the style and feel of it. It's one of my all-time favourites. It came out in early September 2010, so just technically outside the last decade. But I'm sure you can let that slide for the sake of a month. Great listen as always. Yeah. Cheers, Nimrod Hicks. Yeah, we can have it. Yeah, I was going. I was saying 2010 to 2020 anyway. So I like Machete. I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I yeah. love the. I love the fact that it was born from um, trailer, fake trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. And I'm not a big um, Rodriguez fan, but that really did it for me. I like Machete. Machete, really good. Um, Rob Frodsham at Bob Frod. Now we're talking. My list is below with the caveat that I haven't seen anywhere as many films as I should have. Looking back at list to jog my memory, and there are so many I still need to see. Some of his top suggestions include Booksmart, Inside Llewellyn Davis, Journeyman, What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, and The Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman? As in... Ladies and gents, this is the moment you waited for. That one. Oh, you might get me. You might get me singing again here. Yeah. Oh, I did enjoy. I it. can feel I it. Good. It's brewing up. But no. <laughs> I, the greatest showman film is is average, but I fucking love the music. I, I like you, Jackman. Music. I like you, Jackman. So I've got time yeah. for that. But, but Booksmart is amazing. It didn't get a lot of traction in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I suggest everyone should give that a go. Um, the the title that people are saying that it was books it was uh, super bad for girls is absolute bullshit. It's nothing like super bad. Um, <laughs> just just give it a go. It's such I a will good do. Clever yeah, film. I've not yeah. watched yeah. it. I heard good things about that. Um, next, we've got Pete at Pete Beckett. One, I have gone with Whiplash. That film is utterly superb in every way. One of my favourite films from the last decade. It will soon become one of those films I watch least once a year. Yeah, it's. Whiplash. I don't like jazz, but I love Whiplash. Yeah, yeah same. I'm exactly the same. I'm not a jazz fan at all. Oh, it's, it's so good. J.K. Simmons one is one of his best roles. Yeah, it's oh. one of those films where the performances take you through the film and it doesn't really matter what the subject matter is. Yes, mm. yes. It's so yeah. good. Uh, so so intense. Next, we've got Best Boy Kurt Lewin at Angry Kurt. He added to the conversation with Pete to say that Whiplash became his favourite film of all time. He says, I saw it was about drumming and thought it would be about rock music. <laughs> so I think he's told us this before. So yeah. I was worried I wouldn't enjoy it much when it began as I'm no jazz fan. But boy, was I wrong. I'm also a huge fan of that director now with La La Land and First Man. Yeah, same as, yeah. Same as me. I, I did not. I, I'm like, fucking jazz. People hate that I don't like jazz. People have said to me, "You don't like jazz? What's wrong with you?" But it's just—it's something I've never liked. That film. I don't like—I don't like jazz, so don't worry about it. But Damien Chazelle, um, yeah, his last—those three films there are all brilliant. Yeah, Can we just mention Kurt's reveal this week about a movie that he hadn't seen? Yes, <laughs> go for it. Oh that. yes, can you imagine seeing that for the first time? Yeah. Just, wow. Back yeah. to the Future. Back to the Future oh, yeah. is his first time. And he loved it, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, it's otherwise incredible. he might... <laughs> he he might would not be Best Boy anymore. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. <laughs> I'm, so happy, I'm so happy he enjoyed that. First that. Time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Incredible. to be young again, Biggie, to be young again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to know what we know now as well. Uh, next is Aaron Muren Heath at Tigerland. Drive. Moody, stylish, and beautifully shot. I agree with him. Mm. Gosling at his absolute best yet again. 
a brutal love letter to a dying Americana, but at times tender and even romantic. Also, one of the best soundtracks ever. I can't, I can't argue with that at all. Love, no, love that. Great movie. Drive is great. It's um, one of those ones I need to watch again. Um, I haven't watched it in a oh, long time. His jacket right, as well that he wears. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, he's also put Nightcrawler. Is Jake Gyllenhaal's best movie, and there are some bangers. He plays uh, Louis Bloom, a petty thief who discovers his calling filming accidents and crimes in the late hours. Bloom is emotionally vacant, determined and ruthless to expand is to give away too much. Watch this fucking movie. I'm not sure <laughs> the Joker would be the same movie without Nightcrawler. Now, I've not seen Nightcrawler, but I've, no, been, yeah. I've been told to yes. multiple times. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's one of those ones, I've mentioned it before with some other things tonight, but again, Jake Gyllenhaal just completely looked over with a Is he better season. than Donnie Darko? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Love Donnie it's Darko. amazing. I was a, I was a fan of Donnie Darko. Oh, watch it again. A, at all, at all. Yeah, maybe twenty years ago when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, watch so. it again. It's really good. Yeah, but yeah. Nightcrawler is outstanding, and Gyllenhaal is just uh, so. In, again, we talked like, about gaming backlog. But my movie lot, backlogs but... is incredible at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, weeks yeah. to get true. out of this. Very true. Uh, next, the, the length, the, oh, sorry. Just sorry on Nightcrawler. Well, like the lengths that his character will go to to get the perfect story and stuff is just. I remember uh, seeing the trailer and 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 at the trailer, I'm like, ooh, so. yep. It's not about the X Men Nightcrawler, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> which would be good. Anyway, that would be some twist. <laughs> yeah, he starts teleporting. <laughs> Right, uh, the real rider at rider underscore five five five. He's put Parasite, Whiplash, Get Out, The Irishman, Social Network, Joker. Why? Just fucking watch them if you haven't. That's why. Yeah, after he, he didn't name a bad film then. No, I think The Irishman probably doesn't. Probably a big budget film. <sighs> yeah, but mm, you could add. Yeah, Just, I suppose. Yeah, it's not a blockbuster, I suppose, but it's, no, it's up there with. Yeah, I liked it. I liked The Irishman. It's a bit too long. Yeah, I should have made it a show rather than a film. Have you all seen Get Out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Get Out. Did you no, see Get Out? Us? Is so good. Yeah. Did you see Us? Yes. One after. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it both. again. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Really Get enjoyed Out it. is. I just uh, yeah, that was one that I would, again that was it was the choice between that um, Grand Budapest Hotel and Paddington Two, and obviously Paddington won out. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I nearly picked Get Out. It's well. just, yeah, just it's so good. Like, and it has so much to say as well. And there's so many, mm. just like Parasite. There's so many things in that film that, it, that if you don't really pay attention, you'll miss it. Um, it's just all these, all these little details about, and it's well worth once you've seen it, reading up about some of the, the things like hidden in that film, like little Easter eggs. Oh that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it twice now. I think might watch it again. Um, Best Boy Kurt Lewin at Angry underscore Kurt again comes in with this. Uh, the film I've not seen anyone bring up is First Reformed. I've never heard of it. It's Ethan oh, yeah, Hawke's best performance and he should have won awards for it. It's quite bleak, but it's about a priest whose beliefs are challenged by events happening around him and to him. A film like Whiplash I saw on a whim and came out utterly stunned and I still think about it every so often. It had a profound effect on me. Also, shout out to Nightcrawler, American Animals, and In Bruges. 
Yeah, all great films. Reformed. First Reformed. Mm. First Reformed is definitely on my watch list. I'd heard great things about Ethan Hawke, so it's sort of I'm my not watch a big list, Ethan you... Hawke Hawk fan, to be honest. But yeah, but mm. it's one of those ones that's probably yeah not in a yeah. role you've ever seen him do before. So, yeah. but yeah, the other films you mentioned so um, were great. American Animals that really took me by surprise. Um, that's definitely worth worth watching. That and uh, finally, uh, long time listener, first time. Writer in, his name is Skintight Jeebus at S Jeebus. Whoa. Whoa, how did how did his get through? Scrap oh, this guy. Know, no. Don't know how he did this. This guy's got some bad takes. Get ready. Oh, we can cut this out. He's put the handmaiden was absolutely brilliant, wonderfully shot, mm. tense, and keeps you guessing all the way through. If you haven't seen this one, put it on your list. Also, I recommend you should all watch Star Wars, a great saga, and <laughs> indie films. <laughs> okay. I mean, I agree. I agree, Jeebus. Star Wars is a great saga. Yeah. You missed the you missed the uh, the remit there. You know, it was no no blockbusters allowed. Sorry, mate. But yeah, Hand- I don't know why. Handmaiden <laughs> is is an outstanding film. Is it? Yeah, just, it's, yeah. it's just been it's added to um, Netflix. Yeah, right? it is. It's recently been on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so really good. Really good. Another, another film. Sorry, before we finish that, just, All right. I just it's just it's just coming to me. I completely forgot about this film actually, but it it was absolutely fantastic when I watched it. Um, and it's a drama which I don't normally watch, but it, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, I've really seen it. Sad. That was yeah. It is really sad, but it's 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 brilliant. It is it really good. really really good. Um, so if you get a chance to watch that, definitely mm. give it a go. So yeah, thanks to everyone, especially Jeebus for recommending Star Wars. Um, yeah, good shout. <laughs> and yeah, really good shout. And that's it for the Inquisition. Thanks everyone. You're all film nerds, and I love it. And I bet. Stig really likes seeing all these these films popping up. I do. I absolutely love the fact that so many of these films that I love were mentioned, and so many films on there as well that I have in my watch list that I want to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. Specifically, things like uh, Inside Lewin Davis and um, uh, The Handmaiden definitely yeah. high up there on my list to get watched. Uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone, for emailing in or tweeting in. Um, we had a great response this week and it's much appreciated. Uh, so all that remains now is to head over to Dumican and he's just going to read through the socials. Yep. So you can find us on Twitter at Modern Escapism. You can also email us at modernescapism at gmail.com. Hi there. It's Gadget in the edit. Uh, the email address is actually modernescapismpod at gmail.com. You can join the Discord, which is a a good place to be, for sure, I think. Uh, we've got a good vibe there. It's a good environment to hang out and chat. Uh, you can find that via our Twitter, I think. Yeah, it's on the oh, website can, as well. You can, oh, you can just the ask one of us and we'll get you, you in You can just there. tweet us. Yeah, we'll get give you it, in Give there. us a couple uh, of quid, we'll get you in the IP section. Huge jump, yeah. Yeah, we'll huge <laughs> jump, yeah. Don't worry about that. It's the one where Jeebus isn't in. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the good take section. Oh, Jeebus. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, we do stream. You can watch us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash modern escapism. Um, last Friday, Oodles uh, met his fate. I failed my mission. In the hands of Fucked the it. Crystal Sage. Yeah. Fucked it. Weren't is the rolling, right way. You weren't parrying and you weren't reposting. Because I, I got arrogant. I got arrogant and I, I, I met my punishment and I played my punishment game. Detroit. You did. You did yeah, that. You quite liked it, didn't you? Yeah. Weirdly <laughs> <That's> enough. <laughs> that reaction from you in that. Just oh, oh, yeah. Well. The wheelchair physics are shite. <laughs> and I've pushed people in wheelchairs, and it's not that hard. 
Yeah, if you if you uh, <laughs> if you head over to YouTube, search for modern escapism gadgets put together a best of stream. You can see Oodle's reaction to uh, to uh, the interrogation scene in Detroit. That fucks me up. I was like, "What? How can you do this?" So that bad. Was great. Yeah. So, um, is there another stream coming up? We may have one this Wednesday. We may yeah. have one this Friday. Even even if it's not what we say it's going to be, someone will take our place and we will get streams up on Wednesdays and Fridays because we lead busy lives. But I'm going to try to get there on Friday and play Resident Evil 2 Remake on the hardest difficulty with one life. It might be later than planned, later than 9 o'clock, but I'll definitely start it at some point on Friday night. That's Prepare good going, to survive that. series continues. Yeah, possibly. That could, end, that could end at the first Souls. encounter. Yeah, Biggie's going back to Dark Souls, so we'll we'll keep you informed on that. And again on yes. Wednesday night. Um, yes. I don't want to. But I think <laughs> you've got to. <laughs> AKA Ladder Souls. <laughs> we might we might do a, a, another Rocket League or maybe another Among, Among Us one because that went both. really well. So yeah, so we'll uh, we'll keep you updated with that if you just check our socials for that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yep, so thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I love talking about films. Um, this probably will not, well, it definitely won't be the last time you ever hear us talk about films as our main. Uh, I think we should definitely do a massive AAA big budget discussion. Oh, yeah, point. we'll talk about we'll talk about that. We'll, we, you know, we can, we're going to cover action films. We'll cover, uh, well, we've covered sci fi, but we could cover more sci fi films, to be honest, because I know that Biggie really wanted to uh, talk about that as well. So. You were gutted that we were like, can we not just talk for another 10 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> horror films um adventure films anything anything could go into there in the in the pipeline we're planning on doing some watch alongs as well we're trying to work out yeah. the uh the fundamentals of how logistics. to get that to work mm. the logistics but if watching films especially with somebody like as passionate as stig will be fascinating because he'll be like oh in this scene the director fell over and stubbed his toe but he kept it in you know what I mean? He'll know, he'll know all them little nuggets of facts for you, so it's going to be interesting. Oh, not this is a nerd. Bad. I am a nerd, but we're all nerds, aren't we? No. True that. I'm yeah. a cool guy. Yeah, okay then. <laughs> right, so all that remains is nerd. to everyone to say goodbye. So uh, thank you very much and goodbye, Oodles. See you later, everybody. Thanks. Goodbye, Biggie. Thank you very much, guys. And goodbye, Demakin. Thanks for all the recommendations. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a thank you from me and a goodbye.